Big Herc is, uh, um, I did his channel. Think he stands up and walks around the room. Yeah. Right? He's like, I got this fucking rat in my house. <laughs> Hey, this is Matt Cox, and uh, we're going to be doing a, an interview with John Elite and Mike Dow. And I've actually interviewed Mike Dow before. And so check this out. So how'd you get on the commercial? Oh, um, how does that work for you? My booking agent actually saw uh, Home Title Lock. And he said to me, he said, hey, this, this Home Title Lock, like they protect people. They monitor people against doing what you did. Uh, you want me to contact them and see if they want you to be uh, like a spokesperson? I was like, fuck yeah, of course I do. I said, I mean, if you want to, I'm like, I didn't think to, I don't even know how to get in touch with him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll look into it. And like two hours later, he goes, okay, there's a girl named uh, Jennifer. She's going to be sending you an email. Like he just, he's just had it all linked up. She's going to, she's within the next day. She's going to hit you up. She's gonna, I gave her your stuff. She'll contact you. 20 minutes later, boom, email from Jennifer. And I'm like, she's like, hey, can we set up a call? The next day we set up a call. A month later, they're flying me out to Oklahoma to be in a commercial. Hey, Matt, can you give the people that don't know what your uh, charges were and what you did and give them a little override? Well, I met him from the TV, too, you know. Uh, he, well, I did He a, cut me off again. I know. Well, it's, it's a con. Well, what do you want to do? So, you you want to talk about why he's here? You know why, Matt? Because he thinks he's slick because he's wearing this uh, nice jacket pink, today. I've been pink today. You know, uh, it looks last good. Last time we did a show, he wore something pink, and I, everybody made I'm a comment. wearing pink. I'm you wearing are wearing pink. Shirt. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I no, go ahead. No, you go. No, no, no. Because There's some people you can make. I did a show with too, and some people you can't. I did a, yeah. I did a show. I did a show with Matt. But in fact, your number one show, Matt. I mean, I hate to say it. But yeah, yeah. Number no, no, one. I got like 120 thousand uh, views or something. And it was your first one. Well, I think it's going to be number yeah. two now. <laughs> after, you think this after gonna be better? Well, because I'm here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so yeah. So John, you wanted to know what kind of what what his situation was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was a I was a mortgage broker um, in Tampa, and uh, I basically was committing fraud periodically. Oh, so you actually had a job? Oh, I really it was a real oh, job. I, I, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't know that. You didn't know? What, you didn't? Are you serious? I, I'm serious. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was a mortgage. No. I went and I got. I was dating this chick, and she became. She was a stripper, and so she, of course, perfect. As Thanks. soon as she graduated school. As soon as she graduated, graduated, she actually did put herself through college stripping. Okay. So she graduated with a degree in finance. She met a guy who owned a mortgage, a, a lender um, at the strip club, and he offered her a job because obviously <laughs> if you own a legitimate company and you're in a strip club, you're thinking, how can I hire these strippers? They right. would make great salespeople. So he hires her. Um, very soon afterwards, uh, he started uh, banging her. You know, but I'm sure it was, you know, before you or after you. No, no. Well, we, while while we were living together, but so, not in a relationship. No, he was married. You and her. No, I was in a, I was living with her. Oh, he starts banging my girlfriend. But I end up. But I don't John, know this. Could you imagine? God, I don't know this. I banging his girlfriend. What so, would you do? Ask him if I can join in. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, he says, knock on the door. Hey, hey, let me in there. So she says to me initially, and I should have known something was wrong, by the way. You know why? Because she said to me, um, when she first met the guy, she's like, oh my God, he owns this lender. Uh, he's a, owns a lending company. He's got a bunch of branches, this and that. He flips houses. You know, he said he'd help us flip houses. And I was working construction at the time. So I go, um, Wait, hold, you on, know, hold on. 
is this this is going to be the whole time? Yeah. This no. is going to be, I thought, an hour and a half. When he said it's going to be a little Listen, guys write hey, me in on. all the time. You they work go, construction. Wait a second. They always write me in. I says, man, when he does this, don't you want to shoot? You work at construction. Don't you want to shoot him? They ask me. I go, nah, I'm used to it. Wait, wait, wait. Now, now we have two jobs. You did construction prior to being a, a mortgage broker. No, no. I'm telling you how I became a mortgage broker. You're not paying attention. Yeah. I, I so got I, it. So I, I told you I was... Dating the chick. Right. We're living together. Right. She comes home from her job, stripping one night, says, I met this guy. He, he owns a lending institution. Right. He wants he wants to help us flip houses. So she was pushing this agenda because I was working construction. She's saying, hey, we can start flipping so houses. So she's banging him. Not yet. They just but, but when they start banging, then you fuck him because you get in his mortgage business and then you, you, you no, start. No, he's banging nails. No. Not fuck him that no, way. I, I mean, know what you say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what happens is, is, I should have known something was wrong because she kept saying, you should go, be, you should be a mortgage broker. You should be a mortgage broker. And then one day she stopped mentioning it. But by this point, I want to be a mortgage broker. Right, right. So I say, I want to be a mortgage broker. I fly up. He, I go meet him. He says, okay, I'll hire you. He flies me to North Carolina. They train me, Greensboro. I fly down. I start working at the mortgage company. He immediately transfers her to Sarasota. So I'm in Tampa. She's in Sarasota. Yeah. She has to move out. He buys a, a rehab mm -hmm. that's actually a very nice house and moves her in it. I still, I'm naive. Because the thing is, this guy's like, he had freckles. He's a fucking ginger. He's got freckles. He's goofy looking. He's He's got blonde. Or, or yeah, but he had the soulless. best look of anybody. He had green. He had money. Yeah, it was green ginger. So I, literally when people are, are making comments like, He's banging her. And I'm hearing, overhearing this at the office. I'm thinking, look at me. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. Not yeah. fucking banging her. Look at me. Yeah. Are you out of your fucking mind? He's a douchebag. Yeah. And he's got like three fucking kids and a wife. What are you talking about? Delusional. The point is, is that I start doing really well and that company get folds. It goes under. Well, and I, and I, at that point realize she, she's fucking him. Right. And, you know, I say, yeah, all right. I, this is what's going on. I don't right. believe you. It's over. We we end up breaking up. I end up start going working for another company right. for about three or four months. Then I open my own company. But you know the problem is by that point, I'm already committing a little fraud. Mm -hmm. Well, that's know? what I was saying before. I thought it was justifiable for you to fuck him over, thinking yeah, he but did I, that to you, and then but you didn't really get him. I didn't really get him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get him. And look, ultimately, his this is funny. His ex wife knew something was wrong. She started hearing stuff. Right. She has a fucking private investigator follow him when he flies to Florida and pictures everything. Then she divorces him. The two of them end up getting married, having a kid. So he divorces his wife. She and I, you know, we break up. Yeah. They get married. They have a, another kid and they're still married to this day. So from her point of view, it's a romantic story. From my point of view, she's a whore. <laughs> right. <laughs> but both versions but are true. But you're very logical. I mean, right. I, you know, you, you, know, you are very logical. Yeah, I, good I, for her. Yeah, I mean, I mean you know. Now, how many years are they together now? Oh, God, they've been together. It's got to be 20 years. 15, yeah, 20, almost 20 years. 20 well, you years save now. yourself a divorce, actually. Wow, that's actually yeah. quite a... Right. It's almost romantic I mean, in a way. I hate this. From her point uh, of view. Yeah, I, I think I, very I, I see it. Yeah. And honestly, they had a lot in common. You know, she played softball. He was played minor league ball. You know, he was he was probably perfect for her. So anyway, I yeah. start committing I start committing a little bit of fraud here. A little just nothing. Okay, I hate to say right. this. Go ahead. Because there's no little bit of fraud. Right. It's black no, or white. But right. I start committing fraud to get people loaned. You come in, you made 
you made 80,000 last year, but if you made, and you don't quite qualify for the loan for the house you want to buy, but if you made 85,000, you could get the loan. Right. So I change your W-2. I alter the document. Nobody right. put it in. Nobody catches it. It goes through. You get the loan. I get my commission. So that ends up blowing up. I start doing more and more and more. I got to the point where if you just walked in the door, you're getting a loan. Like you have a pulse. Unless you just claim bankruptcy, I'm <laughs> yeah. getting you a loan. Yeah, right. right. You, you figured out. You oh, figured out how to do it very quickly. Yeah, figured out yeah. every. And I kept every. And time you're getting you, your piece. Well, and every time you you get away with a crime, you become emboldened. Yes, of course. I'm right. smarter than them. I'm Absolutely. Better than them. I can do Absolutely. this. Absolutely. And then it becomes a challenge. Right. Well, so, that was that was like our lives, though, John. Yeah. Right. I mean, every time you got away with. with I mean, you did it with a pen. I did it with a gun. I mean, you know, but it's still. Yeah, but wait, wait, right. wait. Did you yeah. have mortgages? Did you have homes? Yeah. Did you? Of course. How'd you get a loan? You went in with a gun? No, I went to, back in those days, it was Greenpoint Savings. Okay. So I had the guys in there. Yeah, yeah. So, so he I had a guy like me. A couple of days, I'd get a million if I wanted a million and a half. I'd pay an extra couple of points to them. Right. They'd like I would have. thing through for me. I had like drug dealers, guys who had like no job. Like right. I don't even know what you do. Right. You come in, but you've got decent credit. Right. You know, or maybe no credit, yeah, right. but you've got 20% to put down. Boom. I'm going to make up the fact that you've got a job. I'm going to make up your rental history. Right. I'm going to make up the down payment, the bank account, everything. You, know you need we, him right you, now. You know what me and him have in common? <laughs> you know what we got in common, right? You know, I'm a New Yorker, right? Right. But my case was based out of the middle district of Florida, Tampa. Okay. okay. A, so we know what it is. This is a strict district, the strictest in the country, actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah so this was a around. bad place to fuck around with fraud. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. You should have picked another city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know guys in other in other parts of the country where they're like, I can't believe you did any jail time at all. Or other countries are yeah. like, ah, you would have gotten three years. Yeah. And you they would have let you do it on home confinement. Right. They consider yeah. incarceration. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You yeah. do it in your living Here's room. Rough, an yeah. monitor. Here's they don't play hammering. Yeah. So but what, what ended up happening was um eventually I ended up getting caught. I get a charge, I get a slap on the wrist, I, I or slap on the hand, I get um three years probation. But I, instead of saying, Hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to start selling used cars. I'm uh, this didn't work out. And I, I, so I lost my mortgage company. I actually sold it to somebody else, transferred into their name. A friend of mine was a CPA and he's running it. He's paying me. And then I kept committing fraud. So I opened up a development company and I start making synthetic identities like fake people. So I figure out how to get social security to issue me social security numbers to people that don't exist. And I would create a, a fake profile. I get secured credit cards, make the payments. And after like six months, they would have 700 credit scores. So now I've got this person who's got his own social, his own data, his own social, his own driver's license, you a, everything. You, you created someone. A fake person. Right. And then I would have that person go and buy a house for $40,000 in Ybor City. You know Ybor City. Yeah, right. Like they were shitholes back right. then, right? They're still shitholes, but now they're expensive. Now, now they're three, four hundred thousand for yeah. the same shithole. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd buy a house for like fifty thousand, and I would record the value of the house. I'd record the sale at um, two hundred thousand. Right. So that's a two hundred thousand dollar sale, and um, so I did that where one guy's buying five houses, one guy's buying six, one guy's buying four, all different people, and so the area went from the median price of let's say seventy five thousand up to like two hundred fifty thousand, and then I would refinance the house, pull out 150,000, right. 200,000 out of each house. So each guy gets about a million dollars. And then I make a few payments, let them go in foreclosure. Bank would take the house back and they just think, oh, we lent too much money on the house and they never thought fraud. Right. right. So I walk away with the money. That went on for a couple of years. I got 11 and a half million. And then at some point the FBI gets involved. I have a buddy that got caught in the bank. And when they grabbed him, he said, look, I, you know, 
I don't, you know, he don't want to go to jail. Right. I can give you a guy who's running a huge fucking scam. This was in Orlando, in Tampa. So he he works with a task force. They come to arrest me, but I have a friend who's a sheriff's deputy who comes to me and says, you're going to be arrested in the next couple of days. So I take off on the run. Oh, I go off on the run. Another guy. On the run. Did you go you with me, me like in Brazil oh. and Cuba and Africa? Oh, no. No, bro. I'm scared. <laughs> he ran around the block. Where'd you, where'd, where'd you, where'd you run? I went to Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So I went to Atlanta. Right. I you go to Atlanta. You saved yourself a lot of headaches because I spent two well, and a half years in Brazil penitentiaries. <laughs> no, I mean, look, like, here's the thing. Everybody's like, why didn't you leave the United States? Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I went to, Atlanta. you know, I went to, um, <laughs> you know, I went to Italy, you oh, know, yeah. I went to Greece. I went to Croatia. Like I traveled. Oh, okay. I went to, I've, I've traveled. I had false passports. Mm, yeah. So I, tra- by that point, I figured out how to get driver, the DMV to issue me driver's license, how to get uh, the state department to issue me false passports. I've had over 20, over, over, is it not over? I've had about two dozen. I've had about, oh, you better than me. I got caught with six. Yeah. Uh, six and, I, and well, another one was kind of like a passport. So seven. Well, <laughs> so I, I actually only got caught with about six. To, when they caught me, but I've had that many. Yeah. Right. So actually, they didn't even caught with them. My girlfriend at the time, as soon as they, I got in trouble, she fucking went straight yeah. to the bank, oh. got the safety deposit box, and went straight to the Secret Service and said, "Here's six fucking passports. I didn't yeah. know anything about them." Yeah. Wow. yeah. Like, wow. Oh, yeah, I wonderful. mean, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't good. even hold out they're for good. a little bit. They're good. Like, they're good. How about so, a negotiation? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hated. <laughs> um, you're not even in trouble. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So uh, so I took off on the run. Sold another like three and a half to four million. Got caught in a bank one time. Talked my way out. Convinced them I wasn't him. I hadn't done anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they let me go. I was on the run for three years, and then then they caught me. Eventually, they caught me, and uh, I got when I went to prison. I got twenty six years in prison. Um, when I was in prison, uh, you know, and and look and like literally tried not to get a twenty six. Gave up everybody I fucking knew. Desperate to fucking give up everybody I know. You're, you're shy about that. Huh? Right, shy. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm ready to cut everybody's fucking throat. Like at this point, everybody's cut my throat. So by this point, like the first time I got in trouble, I didn't say anything. Right. I I I'm like I'm I'll take the charge. They even told me, my lawyer told me I can get your charges dropped. You haven't been indicted yet, so we can do pretrial intervention. Just go into your your mortgage company and bring five or six of your most egregious files from your brokers. Give them to the FBI. Work with them. I'll get you so that you won't even have to get indicted. And right. I'm like, not doing nah, that. Yeah, you're a tough guy. I'm not. I've seen Godfather. <laughs> yeah, I'm tough guy. Keep my mouth. <laughs> so you know, if I'd known then, I would have shown up at the weekly meeting with a dolly and said, "Help me get the fucking load up." Then I helped the guys load it up in the back yeah. of a truck and said, "Look, I'm just suggesting you guys get a lawyer, do the right thing." Right. And I'd have driven it straight to the FBI. You office. should have called Duke Mandel. Do you know who that is? No, he was one of my partners, and they caught him in a, a little scam, nothing major, with mortgages. Right. Then a little bit with weed, and he he wired up, and you know, against me, he couldn't get me on a wire though. He tried, uh, but. You know, he was giving up everybody in his mother. So, you know, he owns a couple of places here in Tampa stuff. He owns uh, scores. He owns a couple of nightclubs. And he got very rich off of me. And later on, uh, I guess off of everybody else, he, 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 he didn't hold out at all. He just gave everybody up. So Well, listen, I didn't, I didn't know any better. Yeah. Like, I mean, to me, I thought everybody was going to, you know, be loyal. And there was a street, there was a code. And yeah, right. Bullshit, yeah. But, yeah. Well, so, yeah. So, I mean, John, so like you guys did a little fraud. Then you, you did, my big fraud was uh, uh, my Corvette. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, had, I gave the keys to some guy, Vinny, and, and Vinny took the car. You know, and and then I, they actually called me in. You know, the the investigator was probably a retired cop because they're all all the investigators are retired right, cops. Right, right. So, so you they, had somebody steal your Corvette. I had somebody steal my Corvette. I gave him the okay. keys and I went away for two, a couple of days and I came back and oh my. my reported my car stolen. Of course, they had more questions for me than I even thought of. Well, how did they come from your driveway? How did they get there? Where, where's your second set of keys? You, you only have one set. Where's the other set? You know, a lot of, I'm like, wait a minute. Why are you questioning me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the police. What the, yeah, yeah. You're questioning me? I said, just give me my money. It's like 27000 I'm supposed to get in a check, you know? And boy, oh boy, I, I tell you, of course, Kenny gave that up. You know, yeah. Kenny's the guy from the 75 documentary. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, yeah, you're familiar I saw with, it. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the 75 documentary, Kenny was the one who, who gave them. Listen, he gave, so when I was, so. So turn to put the glasses the, on. I'm the connection. Yeah. The connection is, <laughs> the connection to this whole situation is. My my and listen, you got three guys in a room here. Yeah. How many years did you do? About 18. All right. And you did? 13. 13. And I did, I got a 14-year sentence. I did 12 and a half. So we got a lot oh, of- Oh, you're talking about time you actually did. I'm doing, yeah. okay. 12 and a half. It's a lot of time you did. Yeah. I'm talking about prison. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought you meant, you know, on vacationing. Ah, no, ah, no, no, no. No, but between the three of us, there's that's a lot of- 40 fucking- There's, there's 40, a lot of time. That's 43 years. There's ago. a lot of time spent behind the, you know, the pen here, you know, but, but the, 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 what got us there- Obviously, was what we did, you know, the things that we did. But with Kenny, when I was out on bail, I mean, I don't know if you know, like, did anybody ever put a wire on against you? Yeah. They did? Yeah. And you? Yeah, plenty yeah. of guys. Oh, so, so yeah, so, so I didn't know that about you. Yeah. You know, Kenny put the wire on, and he went down the list. He must have, he must have had a pre, they must have gave him a predetermined list on who they wanted to know about. Went down the list. What about this guy? What about this guy? What about this guy? So by the time I get pinched, they know. They know what I had. My mother has. They know what my mother did for fucking the last thirty fucking years. So you. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You know the the, the old days in on the causeway. Yeah. I forget, they they renamed the hotel there. So we used to stay there on a regular basis. Am I okay with the glasses? Yeah, very okay. good. Actually, matches the pink and the pink <laughs> and the black and white. So we would air a couple of guys. We get a suite, double room. We're in Tampa. In Tampa, right oh, okay. on the causeway. And this is one occasion. And uh, we go out the front door, but we also have a back door that goes to the pool. You know, because I always wanted both. You know, since I, I used to come down with five, six guys to get the suites. So we go out. We leave the room. And I told the guy before we left, make sure you lock that door. You know, make sure you check it and you lock it. So he did. We left and I forgot something. I said, hey, you know what? Make a U-turn. I got to go back. Oh, the U-turn. We go back. The U-turn. And the key won't work for the door. So I go try it again. He goes, it won't work. I said, we went out the front door. So that bar can't be on the door. You know, you got that bar. Yeah. So when you put the key in, the bar's there, it won't work. So I tell one of the guys after a while, I says, go to the desk and bring the guy. So the manager comes over, he knows me. And I says, hey, the door won't open. And you can see his face. And I says, my other friend, Frankie, go around the back and see if we can get in the back door. And the back door's wide open. So they were trying to wire up my room. I was going to say. And we came back and they ran out the back. So that was just one occasion. I mean, I had so many different, uh, you know, they had so many different investigations on me and trying to set me up with, you know, wiring up apartments, wiring up guys like Duke, wiring up, uh, you know, Duke flew into Philadelphia actually to try to wear wire on me in the airport, but I knew what he was doing. So, you know, those, that, that, and Tampa's very proactive 
you know, when, they, when they're after you. They don't lay back. You know, <laughs> right. so, they're proactive. Yeah. Yeah. Then I had another agent that came and tried to set us up on a, on a sting. And we met with him and, you know, we foiled his thing. We knew he was a, an agent. So I, I literally, when the, this, this chick and her husband wore a wire on me, I knew in the middle of the, the conversation, I realized, oh my God. But what made you realize it? So what was the key? Cause there's always something. So th this other mortgage company, I had run a bunch of loans through them. Right. They got busted. Right. Or they, they got their, the F, I just knew they They're were. Being, I knew they They're were being exposed. investigated yeah, right. by the FBI. Right, and I just refinanced this chick's house to get her like seventy five thousand dollars to pay her attorney. Right, as soon as she gave him the seventy five thousand, he said, "You should turn this guy in. You should wear a wire against this guy." So she goes to the FBI. She she and her husband get a wire on, and they call me up and they go, "Listen, can you meet us um, at the pizzeria down the street?" You know, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, no problem." So I go to the pizzeria and I walk in. I'm like, hey, what's up? I sit down and there, it turns out there's an agent, of course, sitting next. Yeah, to, right, I don't right. know that. Yeah. Um, and this is funny because afterwards I found this. I realized what yeah. had happened. Usually like, it's after. I know. Well, I'm sitting there going, uh, um, I said, so what's going on? She goes, look, they can't, the FBI came in. They seized all of our files and they're asking questions about your, my, my wife at the time. They're asking questions about your wife. And I went, well, because those are little bad loans I had done. <laughs> and I went, oh, I said, fuck. And she said, so they're asking a bunch of questions like, holy shit, you didn't tell them the W-2s were fake, did you? You didn't tell them the pay stubs were fake, did you? You didn't tell them. The, like, I just, I'm bleh. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, fucking yeah, just yeah, you, you fucked up. You my, fucked up. Yeah. And halfway <laughs> I through, I sit there and I'm like, holy shit. And I look up and the agent, which I found out later was their agent, has a piece of pizza. And he, you know how they put the, the, the napkin under the pizza? <laughs> he had rolled it up and he was eating the pizza and eating the napkin. And I go, excuse me, sir, sir. Hey, I go, sir, like that. And finally, you could tell he's yeah. like trying not to look at yeah, it. Right, right. right. And I realized, it, and I now realize like he, he was like any other, any idiot would go, yeah, yeah what's yeah, up, what's man? Up? Yeah. I go, yo, sir, sir, sir. And so they're like, what? What are you doing? What yeah, are you doing? Yeah, why are you and He looks at me, he goes, like that. I said, bro, you're eating your, your napkin. And he goes, what? I go, you're eating your napkin, bro. And he goes, oh, God, I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. And I remember Pete, which was the guy, the husband, he's like, huh. I guess fucking fucking mad, <laughs> and and um and she's like, and they're all relieved, and I thought that's weird. So that was one thing. Yeah. But then I say, um, I say, okay, listen. I said, here's what you do when you talk to the FBI. Just tell them that you never actually met my ex, my wife. You tell them you never met Kayla. You never. And they go, well, we can't lie to the FBI. And right. I went, what? What? Yeah, they slipped. And I go, what do you mean you can't lie to the FBI? <laughs> and I and I said. You've been lying the whole fucking time. Yeah. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, bro, I just refinanced your fucking house using fake. They didn't know that though. They, no, they didn't know that. Right, right, I said, right. you've been using That's happened to me. Fake, I go, fake W-2s and pay stubs. I said, you're fucking lying. You're still committing you fucking are. fraud. Yeah, right, you and are. Pete goes, he goes, stands up and he says, we've never lied to the FBI. We yeah. may not have told them everything, but we've never, never lied. lied. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> lied. And I'm, yeah. I remember, I, I, I thought. Exactly what happened. In my fucking situation, almost I thought, to a T. What the fuck? Is, who's he talking to? Like, like he and I thought, oh fuck. And I looked at Gretchen because I wasn't really friends with her fucking husband. Like she, she and I, she'd been my manager. We'd worked together before. I looked at her and I went, well, fuck. I said, I hope you're getting something for me, like that. And she looked at me and she, she fucking starts crying, just tears in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says, uh, she goes, I don't have to go to jail. And she goes, Matt, I, 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 have, I have a daughter. And I go, I don't have a son? 
Yeah. Right. I, I looked at it and I went, oh, I said, man. listen, listen. I said, you know what? I said, tell the FBI to call me on the phone. Do not come by my office. Because when when they came to her office, she had like six people working for them. They right. all quit. Right, right. And right. I knew my fucking 12 guys. They were gone. Yeah, they're, they're all gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gone. They're already telling me not to talk to her. Listen, right. when you're in that position, everybody abandoned you. Because when my investigation started down here in Tampa, I had a parking company that was a multi-million dollar company. And I had guys like Duke Mandel that was cooperating. Then I had 717, the Accardi brothers, they were cooperating uh, against me. Then I had Terry Scaglione, who was one of my partners. He was an informant. And, you know, in those days, I was known actually as a mob guy. I was later on in Cigar City Magazine. Terry's grandfather was a made guy. So when all these guys are cooperating, the FBI comes in with a sting. And they start making up phony cards and going to parking companies, of only my lots at all my places, but nobody else's. And I go, this ain't right. And I tell Terry at the time, he's my partner. Do not talk to this guy. Don't threaten him. I'll set up a meeting. So I set up a meeting for him to meet us at the Causeway, at the uh, restaurant of Causeway. You remember the restaurant on the left? I figure what it was called. Right before... Uh, Gators? Gators? Not Gators. What is that restaurant that was there for years? There was like the Sandy Pelican, wasn't there? The um... It was right before uh, those two places that, that were there that were popular. Whatever the place is. Scarlet's. It was a little restaurant where you pull up. It was right on the water. Anyway, we meet there and he comes with this woman. And I get them drinking, and when he goes to the bathroom, I ask her about five, six questions. And I said, don't talk when he sat down. I asked him five or six questions, like, what kind of car did you come in? When did you get married? Where would you meet? Do you have a dog? What's the dog's name? He couldn't answer him. Right. And he goes, I go, listen, I know who you are. Yeah. And he yeah. says, he goes, how do you know? I goes, you only gave cards out to my lots trying to fuck with my people only and nobody other companies. So I knew you were trying to do something to me. I says, then your cards are cheap. So yeah, if you had all the money you had, you should have spent some more money. He goes, do you need a friend? Like, I don't need any friends. I said, I got enough friends. I said, see you later. Have yeah. a good day. But I knew what you were doing. Because he was trying to get me to clean money for him. He said he had an organization. He said he owned nightclubs offshore. And he was trying to maneuver me in a, in a uh, fraud for drug running and right. whatever else. Money like Money was for, yeah. my, for my pocket company with cash. But I had all these guys. And they're all involved. They're all trying to set me up at the same time. Besides the agent. So, you know, later on, I lose my company. But this is was a regular thing. When you're on the street like this, they're going to come at you every which way. You're not going to last long. For people to think that, and that's always my message in all my shows, is uh, do the right thing with your life because it's short-lived if you think you're going to get away with taking all that money. Because 99.9% .9 of people are going to get caught. And guys are going to give you up because their life's going to come before yours and their families. And if you think oh, any yeah. different, it's naive. And you learn yeah. the, the, the hard way. So what happened with me was I was out on bail. Now, we're going to get to the Newt story. But this is you know, the Newt Gingrich thing. But I was out on bail and Kenny, uh, I, don't, I don't know. We're, we're partners, right? You know, you, yeah. you want that one guy, you know. So I'm like trying to make a decision. Do I run? Do I not? I go to... I go to um, uh, Astoria Manor. I meet the owner of Astoria Manor, who I'm good friends with him. So I, I became a friend of him through Joey and Joey, my friend, Bag of Donuts, was, was good with them. So I became friends with him. And he says to me, this is the shrimp boat in Nicaragua gig. I'm going to, I'm right. going to be a shrimp boat captain in Nicaragua. So I mentioned it to Kenny. Nah, I'm not interested. My, I got my pension. I, I'm, I'm going to try to just maybe get Wasn't Adam Sandler uh, selling shrimps or something? What's his, one of those well, you're, comedies? You're, you're thinking, um, uh, 
the, the, God, the, 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 the guy, the, the, the idiot that stands at the bus stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, come, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to make me Forrest Gump. And I don't care. I don't want to go to prison for life. You know, who wants to? There's a resemblance. So I'm running. Your turn with the glasses. So I'm running. I go on the, I'm going to, I'm going to run. I don't have any fucking, you guys are great with passports. I don't have anything, but I'm going to run anyway. Okay. But I have to get the money. So while I'm out on bail, I don't know. Kenny's really cooperating. Yeah. I don't know. So, Kenny, what do you want to do? You want to go? No, no, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, maybe I get five years and do this or that. He says, I don't want to do any time, but, you know, I, I'm not giving up my pension. I can't run and he can't run and keep his three-quarters disability pension that I got him for the rest of his life. He can't keep it. So, I don't know. So, he, he says, he calls me and says, you want to go fishing? So, I'm, what the fuck do you want to go fishing for? I got, uh, why do I want to go fishing? I, I got bills to pay. I, I got three, four houses with mortgages. I got no job. I got shit's going to bed. He wants to go fishing because he's got a pension, I figure. He meets me at my, one of my houses. We sit down. We get in the car. He opens the window. Kenny had hair like you. Perfect. You know? He, and, and you. Yeah, and almost me. So, yeah. So, and he never opened the window in his fucking life. Because it would blow his hair. So he gets in the car. He adjusts the seat. Now, why did he adjust the seat? With the wire? He put the fucking the transponder under the fucking seat of the car. I don't know this. I found out later on. And he's wearing a fucking wire. So that's why he opened the window. He thinks, or they think, they get a better transmission with the wire because the window's open. He gets in the car. He's in the car. 15, 20 seconds. He starts telling me about this fishing trip we're going on. I'm yelling at him. What the fuck? Fishing. I don't want to go fishing. I got no money. You want to go fishing? He goes, no, no, no. Remember we were talking about the shrimp? No, he didn't want to say it. He didn't want to be the one to say the yeah, words. Yeah. It had to come from me. Otherwise, right. it would have been something that he instigated. I said, oh, you mean the shrimp boat captain in Nicaragua? He goes, yeah! He, like, he jumps up and down like, like your friend there going, no, don't. The, the FBI, the FBI, we never lied. So now we're in the car, right? And we're driving. And I go one block and there's somebody sitting there. I go, someone's in that car. Long story short, it was the agent. I was shaking the car. And they cut this out of the, they cut, yeah, they cut this out of the documentary. It was in the original, one of the originals. He's in the car holding on to the alive. So I'm shaking the fucking, it's, it's a, a, a burgundy pathfinder. Uh, it, we're blacked out. You can't see anything. He's in the back, going back and forth, tossing all around in the car. He's saying, I'm going to have to roll in the street with this fucking guy. I got no guns. He knows that. So it's, right, he, right. He can't shoot me. He knows I got no guns. So we drove, we, I, I, so I go, Kenny, the, the car, we got to check the car. <laughs> Kenny's like, well, what's the difference if someone's in there or not? I went, you motherfucker. Are you serious? I mean, someone might be following us and you don't want to know? What's the difference if they're following us or not? So we get in the car, we drive around. I see another car. I go, another one. Guy's reading the newspaper. Oh, you're reading the newspaper on, on a block by my house. Two, two fat detectives. Right, <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's stupid. So now we're driving and I go to him. So he starts going down the list. And I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't right. Can I, you know, we're going, this guy, this guy, this thing. Remember we did this. Remember we did that. Remember Batter. Remember Adam. Remember the car. Remember the money. Remember the fucking heroin. All this shit. Gordo, Eddie, all these fucking cop, this cop, that cop. He's mentioned all these names. And finally I go to him, what about the cash in your in your freezer that they missed? <laughs> Don't talk about my money. Don't talk about my cash. I'm like, 
Oh, we can only talk about my money and my case. He wants to know. He's asking me if I got money in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. Like I'm fucking. Like I got bank. You know. Like I got. I got a hundred thousand cash laying around. That's, you might have found out about my. Yeah, you might have been. You might have been. I used to live in the Cayman too when I was on the run. Yeah. So, but this. But don't talk <laughs> about my. Don't talk about my fucking money in my refreezer. Well, can we talk about mine? Right. He goes. Right, so right. Know, you know what the answer was? He was good answer. The guy gave some good answer. I will give him credit. He goes. I know about my stuff. I just want to know we're on the same page with your stuff. Yeah. So it was a good answer. You know, like, because if they ask me about Mike this and Mike that, I, I want to be on the same page with you with my answer. So the fucking cocksucker had a good enough answer to get him through that, you know? And so you understand, I understand when you start telling me, I didn't lie to the FBI, did yeah. it, but, but he didn't tell the truth. He didn't tell everything. Yeah. Just like Kenny, he didn't tell him that there was fifteen, twenty thousand cash in his fridge, and now he was hiding it from them, and he didn't want to blow his fucking deal. That's why they get scared, because they say to you right up, right? Yeah, if, don't lie, don't lie. We catch you lying. You're like, done. I, I know, I know a bunch of guys that were in prison that like they just lied about what, like, and then they'll take all your information, they'll use your Everything. information, and then they they're looking for any reason at all to try and fuck you out. Correct. Of yeah. So that's what he was scared of, and that's what that guy and that girl. They were afraid of because they didn't admit that their home was illegitimately gained, obviously. Oh, well, they had a ton of... Well, you know, it's like anything else. They're naive to the system. You know, when they're trying to manipulate a system and once that ball starts rolling, it ain't going away. We all know that. And, you know, I missed one of the guys before, actually, when my car stuff was going on, Timmy Donovan. He's another guy that... Wanted to pretend like he was a gangster. He was friends with me since he was a kid. He ends up testifying against me. He was he got the agents involved in setting up stings against us, and then he testified in other trials uh, for guys against guys. And you know he's been an informant for a while, but he wanted to. He was one of these guys that was maneuvering on the street, and when he gets jammed up, he thinks he can back up and just give everybody up. And then they find out the hard way that you know. You're going to lie. You're going to be fucked, too. But, you know, he went forward and testified against me and some other guys, and he ends up getting out from under it, and he ran out of Tampa. But once this system starts on you and you're doing something, whether you're a gangster, whether you're mortgage fraud, whether you're an ex-cop, or, you know, people that are out on the street don't understand, uh, when they put an investigation like on you're done. You're done. You're done. When they know that you're the guy and they're going to target you, they're gonna. They have the resources. This is America. Yeah, and you're not beating them. Yeah, yeah. I always. Uh, I I've mentioned this a couple of times. Is that guys have uh, like in the when I did I did this show Concrete. Right. Um, it, you did you? Do podcast, yeah, I did Concrete. Podcast yeah. kid here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's an nice interesting kid. guy. Okay. Interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I did Concrete, and like I got a ton of people that are reach, were reaching out to me. You know, they track me through Instagram and yeah, Facebook right. and shit and Messenger and start being like, "Hey, bro, can I talk to you? Yeah. I go, yeah. you know, like, like." I'll help you commit your fraud again. Like, will you, can you coach me on how to do it? And I'll walk in the bank and I'll this. Yeah. And I'm always like, bro, I'm not going back to fucking prison. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, no, th- no, bro, I already do credit card fraud, but I'm not at your level. I'm like, I'm not interested, bro. I'm just happy to be able to turn the fucking TV. Yeah, okay? yeah, like, yeah. I, my, own, not, my own click. Yeah, <laughs> my own fucking channel changer. <laughs> I had one guy that was communicating with me, right? From New York. Right. Hey man, I've been in trouble before. I know, like, never, never asked me anything. 
just like, hey, just wanted to reach out and say, if you ever need anything, like I'm here for you. If you ever come to fucking New York, like I've been watching your shit a bunch of times. You, I watch you on a couple podcasts. You're a pretty cool guy. I like you, like how you're honest. Just real cool. Right. But he'd heard me talk about how guys keep reaching out to me, yes. asking me to help them commit fraud. Right. So he didn't say anything. Um, I mean, so he never mentioned it. This went on for six months. One day he says, hey, my girlfriend's in Tampa. I'm flying down there. Just like, I've never heard about the girlfriend. But I was like, he's like, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind grabbing some Starbucks coffee. Yeah, I know you like coffee. I said, uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. So he flies we've down. Meet, we've all met people in that, yeah, in yeah. that way. He flies social in. media, we meet people. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I got to. I'm not a, scared. You scared? No, there's yeah. a Starbucks yeah. next to the fucking. Well, it's good right. for your business when you're networking mm-hmm. and whatever. Well, yeah, and I've got to go there. There's, It's right next legitimate to the art Legitimate business store. I'm talking about. Yeah, no, legit. It's yeah. right next to the art, the, the art place. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. So I go and he he comes and we have some, we we drink some coffee and I sit down and we're two minutes in the conversation and he's like yeah I own a uh, he owned a fucking uh, he owned a, uh, in Manhattan he owns a, a hair salon mm-hmm. he's like I've owned it for this long my dad owned it we have a long lease we have this then my dad died I this I that so he goes on and on right and I'm like okay cool. He said, yeah, you know, I can, the lease is coming up and this and this, and I don't want to stay in Manhattan anymore. I'd like to get rid of it. I'd like to come down here. He is, you know, but the, the problem is, you know, money. And he's like, right now I got this much money. I forget what it was, a few hundred thousand right. where I can do this. And so I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, what, um, but if I could come, if I could get like four, like three, 400,000 more, I come down with here with half a million, I could get a place. I could do this. I could do that. I'm like, right. He said, so want to let you know, you know, I've been, I told you I was in jail, right? I didn't give nobody up. I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking yeah, right. you did three years in a fucking state prison like, right. or a state fucking medium security prison. Yeah. It wasn't that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, I didn't give anybody. And plus the kind of people he couldn't give up the kind of people, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. And they were family members right. and shit. Like you're not giving up yeah. your mom. Yeah. yeah. You know? So it's like, okay, okay. I'm like, right. He's like, so I want you to know I'm a solid guy. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And he goes, um, like if you could help me, He's like, I'll go in the fucking bank. I'll do everything that you don't have to be on film. And I'm, and I'm like, I go. So he, he, I let him make his pitch. Right, right. And I look at him. I went, okay, okay. I said, first of all, I said, you don't have the skill set to figure this out. Secondly, because he wanted me to spend a week with me and have me teach him. Right. I said, no. For, I go, so I'd have to be involved. That's cool, bro. Like, I'll split everything with you. Ugh. I said, I understand. I said, I appreciate that. I said, so if I was willing to teach you everything that I know, get you up to a point where you could do it yourself, or if I was willing to set the whole thing up and you just, you're a crash test dummy, you walk in the bank, you come out. He goes, right, right. I said, what the fuck do I need you for? Yeah. <laughs> right. I said, why would I split anything with Why would I get a sec, a co-defendant right. that can turn on me? No, I wouldn't do that, bro. I said, here's the thing. I said, you don't have to. You'll fuck up along the way. In your life. You'll tell somebody. Yeah. You'll get caught. I said, and you don't have to tell anybody. You've already got me indicted. Right. Your cell phone has text messages. Yeah. You now flew down here. They have they have the um I said they have satellite images GPS. of you making yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. your calls. I said, yeah. I'm in here. I said, I'm in your phone. Global I said, positioning. We're both we're here, here today. We Same both time. Been texting. Yes. We're done. Yeah. I said, I don't ever have to say anything. I said, Do you know how hard it is for them to indict me? Mr. Cox and this guy were in the same place at the, the same, same time. time. This guy, two months later, got a million dollars and mortgage. walked away. Right. And we caught him four months later when he told his girlfriend. I said, so they're going to, I said, even if you said, he had nothing to do with it. I said, they're going to say that to the grand jury. I'm getting indicted. Doesn't I said, matter. You're getting indicted. When yeah. I go to trial, because <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't testify you at trial. I said, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I can't yeah. get on the stand. Because they're going to say, Mr. Cox, how many times have you been in prison? How many times have you been charged? How many of this? How yeah. many of that? Yeah. I said, I'm done. Right. 
So I said, they'll get three guys from the fucking jail yeah. to say that I was involved. Of course. <laughs> they'll stand up. The jury's like, he's been indicted. He won't right. take the fucking stand. He's all, all this. We can see the communications. We can see the guy fly down. Right. These three guys say he did it. Done. Mr. Cox, Put a fork. he'll probably just get probation. I said, and the judge will give me 30 fucking yeah, years right. and I'll never see the light of day again. Right. I said, and you don't have to cooperate. Right. I said, that's the position I'm in. I said, so I appreciate you coming down and I'm so sorry that you had to fly down here to hear this. I could have told you on a fucking phone call. And I got up and I got in my car and I left. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm done. Yeah, yeah. If the If the DEA came to me right now and said, we just indicted you on a 10 kilo conspiracy. I've never seen cocaine in my life. You know what I'd say? Can I get a deal? I mean, can yeah, I work yeah, with yeah, right. Right. I'm yeah, done. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, there's nothing yeah, I can do. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's nothing yeah. you can do. You got like, I already know you got me. Can yeah. I get three years? Yeah. Can, can you can you put me here so that yeah, my close. so my girlfriend can come visit <laughs> yeah. me while she hangs out? Yeah, while she's um, you know, I mean, yeah. whilst we hope. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. For the six months that yeah. she stays on the phone until yeah. she finally gets Just tired so of me saying money on my books. I love you. I love you. Can you please put money on my books? God, I feel bad. I always felt bad for those guys on the phone. Like Saturday morning. Where the fuck were you last oh, night? Yeah. Talking about this, right. <laughs> you know what I, I joke about everybody on Friday night, everybody run after we go through count, they run for the phone. <laughs> yes. And especially back in the old days of McKean and stuff, because you had late night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they run for the phones. And I would tell like a young guy that was in the in the joint. Beginning stages. I go, wait, beginning stages. Let them run. That line's gonna dissipate in a minute. Nobody's and he goes, I go, listen, <laughs> their families all do the same thing. Yeah. I went to sleep. The baby was sleeping. Yeah. I turned the ringer off, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they know everybody knows three quarters of, or nine tenths of a bullshit. Right. So the next morning, they wake up at the crack of dawn. Soon as the Run door's out, cracked. Break the door. And they call the house, like he said, and they start yelling, <laughs> where were you? I know you were out. And, you know, and, and, and it is what it is. Listen, you can't blame them. They ain't going to stop their lives while everybody's in jail. So, you know, and, you know, they're around for the good times. They go for the ride. As soon as the ride ends, everybody's skirting out on you or testifying against you. Just the way it works. I showed up at Mariana. This makes me feel I show up at Mariana. Now, I've been in New York for two years, right? I get shipped to Mariana. And I meet this guy. His name is Stanislopoulos, whatever. Nice kid from New York. He had, he's funny because he had a flat ass in his, and he had a, he was a hairy Greek guy, so he had hair from here to the down to his feet. He looked so he he could be naked and he looked like he had a cover on. Anyway, so he says to, to he says he got bro- they broke him in prison. They said to him, and I'm not going to say that exactly what they said. Just picture right now she's taking a massive dick right now, and you're sitting here in prison worried about it. Just hold on, it's happening right now. You need to picture that happening right now because for the next 18 year sentence he got, you know, you gotta remember, you're done. You're not, you're not, you're not home, you're not hitting it. It's getting taken care of without you. He said, I wanted to, this is him, I wanted to kill this guy that he told me that this woman I love, that I got 18 years and she's gonna hang on by me. He said, I wanted to kill him, but the guy was too big, so I couldn't do anything to him. He said, I sat there and thought about it. He says, for about two, three weeks. He says, then I realized, nothing I can tell. Yeah. You know, you know, I was in Hillsboro, right? I'm sitting in a, in, a, in a block. Guy's about six six. He comes back, <laughs> and he took a three-year plea. Just what you said, three, and he was facing, I think, five or six. He takes a three-year plea. Another guy goes, and we told him to take play this other guy. He goes and he blows trial. He gets 27 years. So he's crying, right? Comes back, you know, 
can't blame the guy, no, right? Yeah. He's crying. It's normal. Well, human. Even and, though, and and gangsters are like, human. Oh, yeah. And I, and, I cry and like I, a small and child. I see this, yeah. And I seen the other guy, and he starts telling him, oh, man, stop being a, a punk, man. Take it on the chin. I, you know, and so the other guy says, I should have cooperated. Now he says it straight out. Everybody's sitting there. So he goes, what'd you say, man? I'm a soldier. He says, don't talk like that. And then he says to him, oh, shit, yeah, you're a soldier. You got three years. It's easy yeah. to be a soldier at three years. Yeah. He goes, I'm 40 years old. I got 27 years. My life's over now. Yeah. yeah so, you're done. you know, yeah. and it's funny is because you said it before. And for the, for the naive kids that are out there, the guy that's going to get 30 years, 27 years, 35 years, and you got this dummy talking about three years. Well, who can't do three years? Yeah, yeah. You know, three years, of course, you're going to be a soldier. Talk that shit when you're facing that 30. Because, you know, they all talk that. Yeah, all and, and then until that time comes. And then that time comes and they're seeing everybody turning on them. And they're getting 30 and all their friends are giving them up. And, you know, the, the usual. Everybody's saving themselves and they're giving you up. Then the reality comes in. What do I do now? Because the reality is, guys are going to give you up. It comes to all of us. Oh, at everybody some point. gave me up. I yeah. just named another guy, Mike Mallon. I can name them all. Just that this is just the Tampa guys that were giving me up. You know, I had dozens of guys coming in, including a guard from a prison that tried to set me up on a telephone that was working with us. So you know, you got to get everybody and their mother running in to try to save themselves, and and go against you. That's just the way it is. And yeah. the guys that do stand, you said it early a little bit, and you stop short. Guys will that talk, some of them are never often to talk. Right. There is no deal for them right. because they don't know anything because of maybe it's a bad crime. They killed a kid or killed a woman or something. So they're not going to offer them anything or they're not big enough. Uh, this is for them to ask them for anything. So those are the guys that, you know, so when people say the jails are full of, of guys, but three quarters or nine tenths of them are, or 99% of them would talk or are talking. Or, if they had or something to give up. Give up. Right, yeah. And guys really don't, oh, that ain't true. Yeah, it is true. If you know anybody in, in this life, it's true. Yeah. Every and, and I've said it yeah. over and over. You know, you talk about mob because I was involved in a mob. In a mob. Every mob boss and every crew was ratted. Oh, everyone. Everyone. Yeah. So this, yeah, but, that, this, but so Johnny, another thing, and, and the guys that have it ratted were working with the FBI many yeah, of yeah. for years. Is yeah, this true? Yeah, yeah of I course. mean, this is what you've, you've, you've yeah. you, we've come to know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you, you've heard about some of the stories of uh, mom boss so-and-so. Oh, he the was whole information boss, to Joe, the FBI listen, for years. I used to, so he could run his own crew without a problem. Well, you know, this was Whitey Bulger in right, Boston. Right. This was Joe Messina when he got caught. He wore a wire. And his whole crew, captains down, were all get talking. What about Chapo and Mayo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they I don't know fun. about Chapo. What about him? Chapo and Meyer were giving information to the, uh, to the DEA in, in Mexico for like a decade on their on the the other cartel rivals, the rivals yeah on their rivals yeah, i've gotten that you watch right. the godfather it's a movie right yeah, it's yeah. a fantasy it's a movie everybody loves it but the part they don't they leave out is their every outfit is working with law enforcement on the street giving up the other outfit yep there's they're dropping dimes on them so prohibition if you watch it this is what went on so they could catch their load so what is that is that considered a rat? Is not a rat. You know, it just depends no, on what. So yeah, this dumb yeah. word, what people use, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. uh, um, what was the guy? Uh, Big Herc. Yeah. Big Herc is. Uh, um, I did his channel. Oh, did you? Oh, 
God, bro, are you serious? Oh, I know when you you have it because what you said, right? You said, yeah, yeah. In, in the middle, like this guy, I fucking contact. Hey, by the way, such and such, you know, I'm going to be in LA. I don't know if you want me. Absolutely, yeah. I said, do you need to? You, you want to talk to me or anything? And, no, I know your story. I know that. Okay, cool. He knows my story. We're right. Good. I get there. He comes in. They sit down. We start talking and he's like, yeah, yeah, this and that. This. And I, and I should have known when I started telling my story, I said, yeah, yeah. I said, so they caught my buddy who was, who was actually my best friend. Right. Um, the, the second time, like the one people wore, wore a wire and he's like, oh man, I was like, and I was like, yeah, well anyway, they did what they did. It's fine. They got kids. That's fine. And he kind of <laughs> like, like looked at me. I keep going. Yeah. Then I get to where my, my buddy got caught in yeah. Orlando and right. told on me. And I said, he is, he is fuck your best fucking friend and i went yeah well he's got a daughter i said you know he's, he's he did what he did whatever and he's like and you see it in his face and i'm starting to realize i, think I saw this from yeah you. when you yeah I yeah you did see we talking about him. this yeah, yeah. I, I remember I, i'm looking at him thinking uh, i remember i started thinking i don't think he does know my story and then so as when i get to the point where then then they give me but boom. then you just straight out said oh it. yeah 26 years oh i knew because by that point i'm ready for the fucking shock value oh yeah then the boom i said yeah they give me fucking i said they catch me you know i said you know and they give me 26 years and uh and he's like 26 years. you could see it in his face and i went oh yeah i said bro i said oh and trust me i said i said like my lawyer told me to cooperate i said and he goes oh, like that I yeah said, yeah oh. i said oh no no i fucking tried i fucking was ready to cut everybody's throat <laughs> right. i fought and he's like yeah, now yeah. I realize, oh, you don't. You know. don't know and my I story. Like <laughs> I start, bam, bam. Here's what you don't see: the card filled up, so he had to cut the. They cut the card and they cut the thing. He stands up and walks around the room. Yeah, like, he's like, I got this fucking rat in my house. Furious. <laughs> furious. And I realize, like, whole, like, this guy's huge. Yeah. His cameraman, who's also, he told me, they've both been in the fucking, in, in the pen. Right. He's done state time. He's fucking covered in tattoos. Yeah. And I'm looking at him thinking, I'm in a hotel room with these two fucking maniacs in the middle of COVID. The place is empty. Like, I, this could go they, bad for me. Yes, this could go bad. <laughs> so instead of, I, I, I start arguing back. Yeah. But instead of really going in hard, yeah. like being a real dick, like, because right. I've had these conversations where I've just tried to, where the guy ends up just looking like I just make you I annihilate him. You saying, annihilate him. Yeah, you're right. an idiot. Yeah, like just yeah. tell him you're, yeah. you're a fucking. You know, yeah, I know. But I realize I, I got nobody here. These you got guys no backup beat right the now. Fucking no one can call nine one one for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I start arguing with him. But what his whole thing was, it was like it was like so. No, you would never cooperate. Like no, no, no. no. And I'm sitting there. All I can think of is I've heard this a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're yeah exactly. I've heard Not this just a thousand that. So times. you you realize that you're fucking your next door neighbor. Is is running a, a child sex right, right, right. You know, you know it's good. And I, like in this, I've had this conversation where they're always like, "Oh, I fucking take care of it myself, really." So because oh, he's yeah. a pedophile, you'd go kill him, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's a list in every fucking state. How many right. pedophiles right. have you killed? That's right. Yeah. None. Yeah, really. Have you gone around? Oh, they all right. talk bullshit. They all talk bullshit. Yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. all. Yeah. I say this all the time about the mob. I said there's, there's guys that cooperate all over the place. Bosses. Now I'm not talking about underlings. Why don't you start there, and then maybe somebody will believe your bullshit. Yeah. How come nobody's hitting any of these bosses all these years? So, you know, they talk shit, but they don't even own a gun, three quarters of these guys. That's why I make fun of them. I just, and people say, oh, fuck him. No, the, the reality of, of it is the reality. I had good friends of mine that grew up with me. I get it why they cooperated against me. Just what you said. I get it. I'm not going to go before their family. And if anybody thinks any different, they're full of shit. Yeah. Or they're dumb and naive. How yeah. many people did you, and now this is a question I'm asking both to you, because, you know, how many people did you did you did you call up anybody or did you inform anybody? Listen, I'm going down. 
get on my back because I'm going down anyway. Did you? When I was when I was in the pen. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? Like I, I called up friends of mine yeah. and said, listen, they were already they already got indicted, but they didn't they weren't me. They yeah. weren't the front page of the Daily News. They were there were no there were nobody's in the case. When I took off on the run, I before I left, I went to I had dinner and I invited literally like eight or nine people, my brokers. And I, I told them all, I said, look, I'm going on the run. I'm taking off. I'm I'm like, if you guys probably if you guys get indicted or get talked to by the FBI, like tell on me. Right. Everybody tell on me. Tell them you didn't know anything. It was me. It was me. Like just just fucking like, oh, I'm not gonna do right, all yeah. of them. How many I'm guys gonna do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like, all right, well, Every do one of them could sign an oh. agreement, right? They were, you know, they were driving you know the What I was gonna say is when I'm in the pen, I'm getting phone call after phone call and message after message. This guy's right. That guy's right. And I'm looking at the guy. You had a fucking smuggle phones. Yeah, we're in yeah. Brazil. Oh. I'm waiting. So you got, there's what no prison were you in? There's, no, there's, there's no, no, no. Oh, okay. Smoke bones. <laughs> and uh, so some of the guys, you know, we did the movie about Klaus, and, you know, we discussed this. What movie? And I, we're doing a series called Nordic Narcos about Klaus's life. Oh, is it out Brazil, yet? and it'll be out next month. Okay. Yeah. But so I'm going to promote a little, right? Yeah, promote, uh, <laughs> Klaus, we're promoting. Yeah. So uh, actually, I'm doing a radio show tomorrow in Denmark, uh, I think four o'clock. So about the show and about murder and things like that. But when these guys are all rolling one after another, I look at my friend, I go, this ain't no surprise. I mean, you know, I've been in the street my whole life. I says, so the thing is when you start hearing about the bosses all going against you, and when you hear about the bosses, guys and captains, now you're saying to yourself, <laughs> you got to laugh and say, they're so full of shit, all this tough talk they all got. And they all got an excuse why they're meeting the FBI, why they're sitting down, why they're only giving a little information, why they do. This is nonsense talk. You know as well as I do. All these guys are talking. All of them are either doing it undercover snitches or they're informants or whatever they're doing. So when people think, when I was sitting there and think that they were going to do anything different, I'd be a fool to believe they're not going to talk. So when you talk to these guys, they know what it is. They know what all these guys are talking. They, they they know exactly what it is. So you know. So all you saw all the stand up guys that that the stand up guys like you went to the meeting with eight guys, right? Yeah. I said, listen, right. I got a problem. I'm leaving. Cover your ass. No, I'm a gangster. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. Pen. No. These guys are pen with the pen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. nobody's killing each other in the mortgage in a right. fucking in, normally. In a mortgage. Yeah. Normally. I mean, yeah. that's not. <laughs> they're not killing anybody in the mob either. Yeah. This ain't forty years yeah. ago with yeah. the myth of the mob. You know. Yeah. They were all trying to live off of 40 years ago, right. 30 years ago. Yeah. This doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You had a handful of killings within the mafia in the last 20 years. Handful. Yeah. You know, this it's over. I, with the technology, with the sentences. You can't with, get away with anything today. They're making each other in their underwear. Otherwise, the guys are wearing we wires have, during the ceremony. There's one or two we might have hit already. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's done. Uh, what is the name? Uh, uh, Joey Marlino, skinny yeah, Joe, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, I was, I was locked Philly up. Guy. Yeah, I was locked yeah. up with him. How so. was he? Is he a nice guy? I mean, I don't know. You I, don't know either. I mean, I, I had I had lunch at his table two or three times. He had no like in in Coleman. Right. Um, I like guys are coming up to me like Cox. How much time you got? I'm like, I got 26 years. I'm like, but somebody could fuck up and tell me where there's a body. I'll be out of here tomorrow. Right. And they go, oh, that's how it is. I go, that's exactly how it is. Like, yeah. I'm not here to make friends. Right. Like, I was no right. qualms. And right. then when I actually got my sentence reduced. And people, everybody knew. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was 10 times as bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, was, I guess I found out where the body was. Yeah, I thought, yeah that idiot. Yeah. Oh, I'm, <laughs> you idiot. I'm, yeah, I'm not <laughs> shy about it. Like, yeah. I'm I'm leaving. Yeah. Guys are like, damn, bro. It's like, <laughs> yeah, damn, bro. Like, like, they're like, yeah. They're like, 
shit, man, you ain't. So I guess you ain't the guy to fucking uh, do nothing with. I'm like, bro, you better hope they talk to you before they talk to me. Yeah. I'm telling them in the car on the way there. Yeah, right. and they're like, <laughs> God damn. God. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. how it is. Yeah. And, you know, just joking around and, you know, walk away. And but the point is, is that Marlino's having lunch with me on a couple of occasions. <clears throat> yeah. And Tommy's there. Right. And Tommy, when we go to sit, like Marlino's coming over to bring his tray. He's like, listen, do not fucking say a thing about cooperation. Do not. If like he doesn't have any clue, he has no. And he sits down and eats with me and I fucking say a thing to him because yeah. Tommy's so flipped fucking out yeah, over yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like, don't say a fucking If he fucking knew that you did. And he Marlino obviously has an issue uh, with it, but he also got what he did. A couple of years, yeah, you know, three years, something like that. Um, yeah, two know. years, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, a gambling beef or something. How long did Tommy get on that? Six months. Oh God, he got. Yeah, he got. I think he got like six months. And listen, you'd have fought. You'd have fucking thought that gave him ten years. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, no he question. The, he fucking no question. He bitched and moaned the entire. He <laughs> fucking hustled and bitched and moaned the whole time. I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, I "Fucking believe they gave me this much time. I can't believe it." I'm like. Are you? You spent more time taking a shit. You spent more time taking a shit. I stood in lines longer than you. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Like, I need to get halfway house. You got to call. Like, he's bribing people. Go talk to the fucking counselor. Go this, go that. It's like, what are you doing, bro? It's six months. It's a joke. You're going to get halfway house. Calm down. You'll get a few months. Yeah. Fuck it. It's incredible. Fuck. Yeah. Honestly, like, he was one of the guys putting money on your books. He always had food. He's always like, you know, do I, I, you need anything? I, you know, he did the whole so thing. So he, like, did, he did a lot of bribe work there too. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying he was actually a, a very good, like good to me when well, we were in yeah, prison. I, so he was cool. Yeah, he yeah was it was cool. good to you. Yeah. But I, the I, problem with him is, you know, he's, he's so hyper. He has to be doing something all the time. He can't calm down. Uh, okay. He's constantly. He's un- a little unstable. Yeah. We yeah. found a little bit of his instability. <laughs> I don't want to um, get into yeah. that, you know, but, but anyway, so you guys had dinner, lunch with, with, with uh, Joey. Little yeah, well, they ate, all, they ate all the time. What do they call him? Skinny Joey? I mean, is that, is that his nickname? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. But, but they had they had uh, uh, yeah. they had lunch all the time. But I'm saying it's comical because I would go and sit at his table. He fucking just, you know, hey, what's up? How are you doing? I, re- I, re- I remember sitting at a table. I was telling you the other day, we're in, in uh, Mariana. No, no, uh, McKeon. And, uh, and, and it's a friend of mine, Scott. Uh, Scott Ogan comes, sits down. Now, Scott is uh, spatial unawareness. He's not aware of spatialness. So he would be... Like eight guys would be watching TV, and he'd put his back to eight guys, you know, and and, and like, and they'd be sitting right here, so they couldn't see the TV in front of them. And the, you know, everybody in prison is trying to be polite; they don't want to be, "Hey, dude, move your fucking ass," you know. So, so oh, they'd be looking around, and like they'd be going, That's "Hey," polite. they'd be go, "Hey," and all of a sudden, I I, I see Scott. I come up, I, I run, I run over and grab Scott. He goes, "What?" I go, "Come here, I want to talk to you." He goes, "What?" I go, "Can you stand over here? There's eight guys behind you trying to watch the fucking game, and you're standing in front of them." So he sits down at, at lunch with us one day, uh, and he sat with me quite often. But there's another guy at the table who's just straight-up convict all his life. This guy's a convict all his life. We're inmates. <laughs> this guy's a convict. He's done state bids. He's done everything in his life. It's his whole life. This is his whole life, right. This is his life. This is what he's done. Scott sits down. And he goes, takes up a fucking tissue and blows his nose at the table. The guy gets up and says, you dirty motherfucker. Don't you ever do that in front of me again. I'm like, Scott, what are you? I'm trying to grab him. Don't do that. You know, and it was a hanker. But, it, was, it was a hanker like this big. But, but I told you the other day, a guy did it at the chow hall, right? I wasn't sitting there. I was at another table. And I didn't know the day before the guy warned him. He passed gas. The next day, 
or two days or whatever it was, a week, I don't know, because I wasn't at the table. I'm sitting, I missed it. I blinked where my was eye. This? What prison was this at? I was uh, uh, McKean. McKean? Oh. And, uh, the dream. What Lee was with me. Lee? So uh, the guy must have passed gas again. The guy just walked up and fucking hit him a shot and beat him all over the chowel, which is a bad place to beat somebody. Yeah, you don't want to fight in the chowel. He's inciting a riot yeah. charges and all that. Right. But guys don't understand prison. There's, you know, a lot of things. You mean, yeah, there's another time I was in Allenwood and the guy has, you know, they all put their chairs in front for the TV and whatever, you know, you know the routine. Somebody sat in his spot. So, no, I came in. <laughs> I came in and yeah. there was no chair and I put my chair there. And the guy taps me on the shoulder and he says, you know, I sit here every week. So... <laughs> You know, you're looking at him now. It's too late now. I'm yeah. there. Yeah. And I says, yeah, well, you know, there was no chair here. Yeah, but we've been sitting here for... Yeah, you know, yeah. And in, in, a, in a way, because we know jail, he's right. got a point. Yeah. You know, but it's too late because yeah. I'm sitting And now I'm here. So, right. so yeah, yeah, next you week can't let him me. punk you. Yeah, right, right. So exactly. Even though he doesn't think, maybe he's not thinking like that. He's trying to think like... That we're okay with each we're other. We're okay. Yeah. No. So now I'm not moving. I go, well, I don't know what you do every week, but I'm here. So oh, now my friend comes in from the door and he's looking, he sees something's up and he looks at me and the guy walks out. So I know what he's doing. He's going to go put on his boots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I walk over to my friend and he goes, you know, they watch basketball every day in front there. I go, it's too fucking late now. Yeah. Says, now, you know, now, now it made, doesn't matter. I it don't matter. Yeah. You know, I made the move already right. that I'm here and that right. I didn't, you know, thinking back on it, you know, who knows how do you handle the situation? Because I've been in jails my whole life too. So, you know, now you got to say to yourself, well, well, it's me. I'm not the, the other guy. I'm not this average guy sitting here. Right. And uh, so he goes and puts his boots on and six guys are, are there. And, and I think we're going to go. And then one of the guys kind of, one of his friends that was friendly with me, was like, man, he tells his friend, just go sit there for today. And they're back and forth. And I end up staying. Even though I didn't want to stay anymore. Actually, I didn't want to stay anymore. You didn't want to watch I the game. No, I didn't yeah. want to watch the but game. At that point, yeah. But I couldn't go anywhere. So my other friend says, why did you do that? I says, actually, I didn't do it purposely. Right. It just happened. And then I just wasn't going to back down after that because it wouldn't look right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and I didn't give a fuck about the game. I didn't give a fuck about the chair. But I, I kind of was, when you think back on it, I was wrong. because, yeah. But I just didn't want to let people think that I'm moving for somebody. Right. But, and it's the same situation. I was in the medium and this guy sat in the other guy's spot and he waited until the guy, like he never said nothing. He walked in, he saw it like other guys knew. Okay. That shit. He's sitting in his spot. Yeah. He didn't say anything. He waited like 45 minutes. The guy finally got up, picked up his chair and left. So he comes up. He's like, Hey man, he's like, look, the spot you were sitting in, that's my spot. Like, I don't, he's like, yeah, well you weren't there. He's like, I understand, but that's my spot. Like, don't sit there again. All right. All right. I, you know, I don't want any problems. Just don't sit there. The guy goes, yeah, all right, man, whatever. Next day, yeah, puts his chair down. Okay, well, I thought to me he handled right. I he weren't sitting there. Yeah. He didn't know any better. You tell him later. Right. Didn't tell him like yours, where he said, "No, no, you, he's trying to get you to like move." Right. Yeah. Like, no, no. Now you're embarrassing right. me. Of course, now, like you said, now yeah. I look like a fucking punk and I yeah. can't move. He should have just waited for you to move. Right. But then, guess what? The next day, guy sat there again. Yeah. Well, now he's now, now he he's, looked at. He, now he's saying, "Let's go." Yeah. That's he, what he, he said. He didn't say anything. He just looked at him. He went upstairs. He got a fucking broom for the mom. <laughs> Came back that water was whack. He had to. Well, I've seen guys get hit over the head with chairs he all the time. Yeah. He yeah. had to. I mean, we all he used had to, to put do that. Our, but we yeah. all used to put I, our chairs out in a, in a spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you really think about it. When a guy comes in from jailhouse guy, and you're not going to do that to him either because we've been down a long yeah. time. Yeah. Saying, listen, I don't care what you did. 
You know, what made you deserve that spot? It's not like the chairs are already in place. The chairs are yeah. in place. Yeah, if it's frozen, and we used yeah. to put our, our, our towel on there or yeah. our blanket and we'd put our cup for movie night. Right. You know, that's different. But when there's no chair there and you're sitting in the spot and he goes, that's my spot. Yeah, it's just stupid. It, it gets yeah. stupid. But it, it is. These are dumb shit things that it, happen in jail, but oh, they're super, serious. I, I had a, I, I, yeah. so, so I was down 11 years, 11 and a half years. And I, I, I might have told you a story. I don't think you, I told you the story. So I get... I, I watch Friends. Like Friends comes on every day, right? So, so you know, and I, I listen. I look forward to watching Friends. Yeah, Could you imagine? I like Joey and the other assholes on the show. It's fun. Plus Jennifer Aniston's on there, Cox and the other blonde. So it's a fun show. So they do one little thing that I always went like that in the middle in, in the introduction to the in the, the jingle to the show, right? And, and I do that, and I do it every time. So some guy, some guy, I don't know, Redbone, Nickbone. He he's sitting there with the, with the big. With these big cars headphones on, and he goes, "Hey, I go, yeah." He goes, "Can you not clap your fucking hands? It, it hurts my ears." I go, "Excuse me." Now you already made a mistake. He wasn't kind. He said, "Oh, you're hurting my ears. Stop me." I go, "Now, I said, what do you mean?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, "Look, I said I've been doing this for fucking three years. Now I'm getting ready to go home in three months." Yeah. He goes, I'm, I, "I've been doing." I said, "I've been doing this for three years." He goes, well, well, I don't like it. I said, oh, you don't like it? I go, okay, wait till next time. So I said, I'm going to tell you what. I said, how about this? You go fuck yourself and don't ever talk to me again. I said, and I'll do this every day for the next, for the rest of the time I'm here. Next day. Mike. You know, you know, I don't know him. Right. Red bone. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. I want to talk to you. I said, hi. Dad wants to fucking bring it and straighten it out or whatever. Because that's what we do in prison. Right. Says, come on, come on. And I'm stupid. Because I'm straight up. Well, you said it. We didn't well, say cause it. Because I'm straight up. I'm straight up. You want <laughs> right. to talk to me? Come on, let's go talk. You know, what's going to happen when we talk is up to us, right? When we, we work it out. Walk in his cell, closes the door, and a guy six foot eight stands in front of the door on the other side. <laughs> and he pulls out a knife like this fucking long. Yeah. I was telling you a little story. Yeah, yeah. Ah. I I order. Eh, I'm never going home. I got nothing to go home to. He's going home in six weeks. I got nothing to go home to. Uh, you know, he's a guy from DC. DC. Yeah. They're state. They're actually state inmates. Yeah, DC, yeah, yeah. DC prisoners. People don't know from, from Lawton. The federal, yeah, they the federal system. Down, yeah. yeah. So he's a he's a state inmate. And, and I, I, Redbone. And I ain't going home. And I, 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 I and I went. I looked at him and I tell this story. It's fucking. It's intense when I really get into it. And I looked at him and I said. Boy, that knife's gonna kill this motherfucker. His own knife. He's gonna die from his own fucking knife. That's how I fucking dealt with it. Of course, I said, Dear God, forgive me, because I'm gonna kill him and I'm going home in three months. Well, you know, number one, for the people him. that don't know, well, for the people that don't know that are listening to this, no three one, months away from going home. No one is supposed to ever tell somebody when you're going home because this is what goes on. So if they think you're short. They fuck they with start you. Trying yeah, they try because they know that you yeah. you don't want nothing anymore because you got your hands tied. You're going home, so right. you shouldn't tell anybody right. when you're right. going yeah. home. And I, I don't know that he knew but, that, but, but yeah, I, I was well known. In prison, yeah, but you know. a little listen. Well, I did the book. I did a book. It's like a handbook. Prison rules, things to do and don't do. So, and in one of the other things, you guys know. Oh, you did a book. Yeah. How many books? Five books. Now. <laughs> oh, you're some writer. Nick, you're Nick some Chris fucking writer. My last speak one English. was. He doesn't speak English well, but he can write. I'm listening yeah. to you. I know. Okay. <laughs> What's my last one? Mafia International. There you go. With Little Romano. But <laughs> we, we, you know, because of all these stupid little things in jail, we had this other thing. When you go to chow uh, for lunch, guys would put their towels or tell a guy, hey, 
put my towel on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put my towel yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, the guys are eating. That. Nobody's touching the yeah. bench. <laughs> yeah. Because they're afraid that, you know, they don't want the confrontation, guys. Yeah. So one of my friends used to put the towel on the bench. And I used to tell my friends, we, as, you know, Lee, these are some Lee, of the, you, Lee's you, with me. Lee Whitney. He's yeah, Canada yeah. guy. He got caught with 37 tons of wheat. Yeah. Uh, great guy. Yeah. Anyway. Very nice guy. We're always my playing, back even. We're always playing jokes. So we kept taking his towel and we were moving it. And somebody would ask us, is anybody on the bench? Nah, use it. You know, because you know, guys are asking. They're polite. Right. They don't want to have an issue. And my friend's going crazy. Who's touching my fucking towel? Oh, it's your so, own friend. You're, yeah, it's your own friend. friend. It's my friend. <laughs> and we're like, I don't know. So you go over to the guy on the bench. He goes, did you touch my towel? Because he's benching on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He bench. goes, I didn't touch your towel. <laughs> so he don't want to give us up because yeah. we told him use the bench. Yeah, yeah. So he does it again, does it again. Finally, he comes over there and we put little snacks on, on the bench and he says, you fucking bastards. <laughs> he goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're going to get me in a fight. Yeah. I said, we ain't going to get in a fight. Yeah. But the thing is really crazy and everybody does it. These little games in jail is really ridiculous. Like, who the fuck makes these rules that you put your towel yeah, in and you reserve it? It's yours. And it's yours and you're not touching it. Yeah, they would do that in the the, the showers. Like, yeah, oh, they do yeah. whatever. Yeah. That means I'm, I'm yeah. taking it's a shower. For, like well, there's actually, a line, yeah. and there's a fucking towel that's been there yeah. for ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, in Hillsborough, a guy did do that to me on the second floor, and I was steaming. I had my towel up there, and he just went in. Right. And then he told another guy, "Fuck him," you know. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm already got my hands full with trouble. I'm facing <laughs> all kinds of life sentences. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm fucking fuming. I talked to my friend. How many Chuck. life sentences did you face? Oh, a lot. 20 uh, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said to my friend. Matt, that's up to you on stand, this side. <laughs> stand by the door. I just stand by the door. I said, I can't let this go. And I went in. And you know, when they, you remember Hillsborough, they locked the doors automatically locked. Yeah. So I went in and, and uh, you know, I hit the guy. And but whatever, and you know what he did? He hit the button, and, and they, they came up, and you know I got locked down and whatever. But you know th th these are stupid things. Even I was thinking about like afterwards. You imagine what would I care that he went in the shower? First? Yeah, now it seems but it's stupid. A, it, it's important. Well, it's then, important because you're right. it's a it's thing where they think they're punking you. Right. Yeah, and it's hard to explain to people outside on the street like what's the big deal that he did that. Right. You know because that's the first thing, and then you know and I'm like, and it was a young punky kid. He wasn't a tough guy. You say the fucking yeah. button thing. Like, I remember I had a fucking celly one time. Oh, he comes in. We were cellies. Like, we ended up being cellies. And he was a fucking Mexican uh, gang member. He's like, listen, Cox. He said, you know, you, you know, you know, uh, I do this and I do that. But look, you know, sometimes I'm, if I have problems with somebody, I'm, you gotta, I got to know. If they come in here, I got to be able to count on you. And I looked at him. I said, I'm going to tell you something. If they come in here hard. And he goes, yeah. I said, I'm going to hit the button on my way out the fucking door. I said, I'm letting you know, right now. I said, I'm going to go to the guard. I said, you cannot count on me. You understand? I will hit the button. I will get the guard. I'm not fucking doing nothing for you, though. I'm not fighting nobody. I got no fucking knife, and I'm not interested in being involved. And he goes, he was like, fucking white boy, motherfucker. I said, I'm just letting you know. You move in here. That's what it is. That's how it is. And he was like... Well, I guess I better not have any trouble. I said, I mean, you, there you, you go. Exactly. That's <laughs> what a where smart we're smart man. <laughs> I, had, I had a guy in Honduras with me, Jose Montoya. We were good friends. And he got like 30 years and he used to play football, soccer. And, you know, a guy moves down two cells down from us, from Salvador. Short, fat kid, nice kid, tatted up. And, you know, I'm talking to him. And one of the guys on the cell block was talking in front of his cell in the morning. He just got there. And he says to him, just kind of what you said earlier, he said in a nice way, he says, listen, please, in the morning, 
You know, he had a strong accent, the guy. He says, in the morning, can you talk somewhere else? Because he's out front of his door the whole time. Oh, so yeah, it, yeah, he, yeah. he says, yeah, okay, no problem. He does it again. Now the guy's talking to me, and I told Jose. You know, I didn't call him Jose, I called Montoya. I said to Montoya, this guy's serious. He's you think? Now Montoya's a serious guy. And I said, yeah, 100%. So the guy goes in his cell, forget his name, and he's packing his stuff. And he says, John, it was nice meeting you, this and that. <laughs> I knew it, you know. He's going to the he hall. Gets, he gets a razor. He's going to the hall. <laughs> and he razored the fuck out of him. And I told him, I told Montoya, I told you he's going to do something. I said, you could tell he was going to do yeah, something. You yeah. see, he was a real guy. Yeah. You know, no bullshit, very quiet. He wasn't like a big mouth. And, you know, when he came over, he said, hey, it was nice meeting you, brother. You know, and I said, so this guy's going. Oh, shit. Yeah, and he raised the fuck out of him. But, you know. Because he wouldn't shut up. He was a disrespect. He was trying to sleep or something. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to sleep. He was sleeping. He was right. right. It's early in the morning. Right. What are you doing? Yeah. John, real quick. Like, I know bits and pieces of your story, but, I mean, if you had to summarize it in 10 or 15 minutes, you know, what's what's the basic Wait, wait, wait. He doesn't get story. 10, 15 minutes right here. You no got like an hour way. and a half. No fucking way. Think we, you go got on, we go, we do one-on-one on our own. Right now, you tell, give him a little synopsis. This guy's crazy. He did. 10, 15 How long minutes. did he do? When, when I interviewed him, he got, <laughs> he got, I'm gonna, yeah, let's check. No fucking way. Dow. Uh, what's the matter? Pinky. Uh, yeah, Pinky. Thinking, yeah. Pinky Duskadori. Yeah, I just yeah, hit it. it. You got an hour and 54 minutes, is what yours was. An hour and 50. Was it an hour and 54 minutes? 154, yeah. I mean, I can bro. leave if you got to want to do a, so, a one on one. Go ahead, Johnny. So, Matt, let me, I'll give you a, a quick overview of my life. So, the people that think, most people think that are listening to my story, my background, that it started with the Gottis. That's not really the truth. It kind of was the middle of my life. The beginning of my life is my father was involved with gangsters. He lived in the Lower East Side, Manhattan, Seward Street, uh, Rivington. And his neighbors were guys like Vito Genovese. His friends was uh, Charlie Luciano, Lucky Luciano, his first cousin. Blackie was also a made guy, became my father's partner, my uncle's partner in nightclubs and card games and things like that. So I was raised around these guys. Little Al Greco, who's a, a big name in uh, North Jersey, uh, killer in jail, got life. These were my father's friends. So I was introduced to them as a young kid. Then later on, my baseball coach was Fat Andy Ruggiano's son, who I still talk to. Anthony Ruggiano, he does shows with me. His brother, Albert. And their father was the boss of uh, our neighborhood of the Gambino family. So I was raised around gangsters. Right. Them, uh, my little girlfriend at the times, uh, uncle and father, wise guys with the Lucchese family. Those are my other friends. Later on, the Burke family, uh, Frankie Burke from the famous movie Goodfellas was one of my best friends. And later on, he gets killed. And I'm actually one of the guys that come to the house and tell this, not one of, I am the guy that comes to the house to bring the sister to Kings County Hospital in Brooklyn so we can identify the body that it's her brother after he got shot in the head five times by a, another mutual friend of ours, Tito, who later on, he gets shot in the head 10 times in uh, retribution for killing Frankie. This is our neighbor. So this is like a mortgage broker. Yeah, right. this is so like a, a mortgage lot, broker. It's a lot like the mortgage. Like the it's a lot mortgage like being broker. a mortgage broker. So right. when people yeah. ask me, where are you going with my bike? I, I can't see me. Oh my God. Are you serious? I think they can see you. 
Yeah, it was blocking my fucking beautiful face. He, uh, here's the problem. He's cutting into my 10 minutes. I, I, I was going to say. No, you I, got it. I'll shut so, up. Do I get 10? How does this pink? Take, this is pink. Look I like, really like that. Really. We, needed, we needed to put a hank in there. Oh, you want my a hank. Oh, match? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's so you killed. Anyway. You, listen, mortgage brokers and killers. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ah, so, that's a good time. You know, I grew up in a, in a very violent world, whether I liked it or not, around serious gangsters, top right. gangsters in the world. Later on, I end up with the Gotties. So getting there is my preparation. Like people go to grammar school, to, to junior high school, to high school. I'm raised in this life and I'm around blood violence, the, the gyms, boxing with the Ruggianos also, their father and my father's friends. So when people are surprised to hear that I was, how did it get so close, an Albanian immigrant family, an immigrant family, uh, from Albania did I get so close to the mob and the Gotti family. It's not really because I was around other crews earlier in life that were the huge in, in the mob world. So, you know, when you get into this world, you have to either know somebody or be trusted after a while. But I was raised around this since I'm a kid, like I said. So it, it, it brought me right into the violence. I made a lot of money in the drug business and in the violent world, I became a very aggressive guy. And uh, people, you know, when I try to talk about it, I talk about it because I want to show the downslide and downfall of this life, not the 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 aggressive part. And, the $35 million dollar Forbes magazine articles, all that shit. Yeah. It's not about that. No. It was at the time. I mean, listen, you, you, you know, as a young guy, and I'm pulling in my driveway and it's seven blocks long, you know, and you got a boxing ring outside and baseball cages, three homes, a lake, built-in pool. Yeah. I don't realize as a young guy, hey, I bought this property at about 23, 24 years old. I bought 16 properties or whatever. I bought 12 properties to be exact, I think. But in conjunction over the years, probably 16 to 20 properties. And you just don't realize the level at you, at you want more. Because yeah. it's not about just the money. It's about the power. It's about the style of living you have. It's about this, the success that you see in your mind coming from nothing. That you want more and more and more. And... And what I try to do in our show is in, you know, we had at one time it was called Mafia Truth and then we changed it to the elite show is to show people that your situation or Mike's situation, my situation, you may be up here, but don't worry, you're going to come down that slide because there's no way you're staying up here if you're on the street. You're going to hit that. You're going to hit bottom. And, 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 and that's really like what I was showing. application today? How, what, what do you put on the application today? Well, when I first came home, and you know this, people asked me, <laughs> fill out an application yes. for work. And, <laughs> you know, my parole and everybody's asked me. I go, yeah, I did. And I says, but here's the problem. Uh, they write, have you ever been convicted of a misdemeanor? Yes. Have you been, ever been convicted of a felony? Yes. Have, do you have a driver's license? No. Uh, what was your felony charge? Several murders. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Who's hiring you? Do you yeah. have trouble with authority? Obviously, yes. yes. Yeah. You know, so you're not getting a job unless you're going to. And this is one of the things I talk about. Second chance programs for inmates. Uh, ability once you go to jail to come out and get any job. Whatever that job may be. If you can qualify for that job, they should be able to give a job so you have a ch chance at life again. If you don't give us and other people like us a chance, then you're asking them to go back into that revolving door because you're not giving them that shot. And then, you know, kids from my neighborhood, we grew up on Jamaica Avenue, East New York, South Jamaica. We all grew up a certain way. And I understand that it's a tougher life for us than some other people. But that doesn't mean that you got to go into life of crime. 
we were just guys trying to take a shortcut. And, you know, the problem is you look at our government, the way it's situated, then I, you know, and I speak about this on a show. Right, right. I don't like what, the, you know, listen, look what's going on in Ukraine and Russia now, oh. right? Who knows what's true because we know we can't trust our media. We know what they've been telling us for two years during the pandemic. We know what they're telling us during BLM. Don't believe your lying eyes that you see bur burning, you know, buildings. burning buildings yeah, and a police being attacked. Peaceful, peaceful and, riot? And, yeah. <laughs> so, peaceful you know, riot. it's a peaceful riot. Demonstration. And, 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 <laughs> this is a joke. So when we see that the manipulation just of that, then I'm not sure that anybody's ever going to believe the media, what's going on in Ukraine and, and, and Russia. You got to question everything that's being said now because we've seen so much lying going on to us that they, this government has allowed this to happen where now we are no different than a third world country of bullshit media. We're no different. We're not getting the real story. We don't know really, and I've seen some UFC fighters actually talk about this. We don't know what went on. We do know one thing. Biden was over in Ukraine uh, before he was elected president, was pocketing all kinds of money. And it was a situation, all of a sudden now we're in the middle of getting ourselves involved in a war. And as bad as I feel for the people and the kids, because you feel terrible for them, it's the governments we don't trust because we don't know what's really going on. And, and like that, and I'm going to make a correlation. With the mob world, it's the same thing. It's all smoke and mirrors and bullshit. And when you buy into it, you're really a sucker. The other day, the other day, Matt, John and I had a conversation. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was, yeah. I'm not saying anything. Okay. I thought you had a question there. No. The other day, John and I were driving in the car, and John says to me, if I put that much energy and effort that I put into this whole lifestyle into a regular job or business, how much... Where would we be today, in other words? So, because we're looking at million-dollar homes and, and the things that, you know, like you were in construction. You did, I don't know if you did any flipping, but you did mortgaging and all that stuff. If, if we just put that kind of energy and effort into the, we call it easy money, but by the way, there is no easy money. The dope money, all that money, nothing's easy because there's a cost to all of it. The, the free money you got, it was a cost to all of it. At the time, it seems easy and free, but the cost is, is listen, we're paying the rest of our lives for it. Including yeah. yourself, yeah. We'll, we'll pay I, worked for I worked very hard at fraud. Yeah, yeah, so, it, it well, was a lot I of mean, work. But if yeah. you pull out legit, if you bought a house, flipped it, bought yeah. another one, flipped but, it. But you were very successful for, in the fraud business until you went to jail. Yeah. Right, so you got caught. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, the way we helping each other now doing this, we could have helped each other back then the right way. Yeah. Right. And became very successful. If three guys were happy. If you got the right guys, like yeah. you know, I helped guys like you know, I used Duke Mandel and Timmy Donovan earlier. These guys I helped. I gave them all kinds of money. I started them out in businesses, and they fucked me. Yeah. And, you know, this is, you know, this also is the problem. You have guys that are just not nice guys. It doesn't matter what I did for a living. I wasn't a beat artist. These guys are beat artists. I would help them along. You would think they'd be dedicated for me to the rest of their lives. Instead, they're trying to dig in your pocket when you're sleeping. So this is their- People get entitled. Is, they start yeah. thinking, you know, you, you, give them, you give them a couple hundred thousand dollars and then and they start to think that- that they earned it. It's yeah, like, yeah. Well, they forget. Earn it, I'll tell you a good story. Gave it to you. Yeah. It's Timmy Donovan's father, when he was alive, had an argument with me because I gave his son a couple hundred thousand to buy a building. I gave him money for the parking business. And his father's arguing with me. And I said to him, you know what's funny about you? I says, you're a nice guy, but you're full of shit. You wouldn't give your own son a dollar because you didn't trust him. But it's okay for him to take my money Go ride around in motorcycles inside my inside my building, sell weed, bookmake, and do anything else to fuck me out of my money without my permission. I said, play around like it was a couple of bucks. But why didn't you give him money? If you if you had such good faith in your son, you never trusted your own son. 
So you're talking, you're talking bullshit. Just be a real guy and say the way it is. But the problem is guys don't want to be honest with themselves because, you know, being honest with themselves, they got to be truthful about their kid, what they raised. You know, how many murders did you plead guilty to? Uh, I think I pled to six murders, uh, conspiracies, four and two, and uh, about 40 shootings. Yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, so, I, I don't know. No, no, the reason is... Threw that in there. Yeah. I don't know why he threw it in there. Uh, no. You know, everybody's always curious to ask me that question yeah. anyway. And I, I, never asked, I actually never asked him that question until just now, by oh, the yeah? way. That's the first time I ever asked him that question. And, and, yeah. I, and I got to say, though, when people ask me that question, whether it's you or somebody else, I try to be, to show kids this life is bullshit by me saying... Don't believe the rest of these guys. They didn't do this. They didn't do the work because you can put anybody on here and you got to sit with them and be very specific. I'm always asking everybody to do. And people always try to dance around it. Well, ask a guy, can you tell me the first time you did this kind of shooting? Uh, what were you thinking? What kind of guns you use? Where did it happen? And go to the second shooting, go to the third. I'm going to tell you why. Most of them are going to stop at one or maybe two. Right. And I blast Sammy Gravano for that all the time because he tells everybody he's a perfect killer on his shows. He had a lot to say about me, but I've confronted him a hundred times. He only shot a gun once. The second one, I don't count because the second time was a 15 or 16 year old boy. So that's his claim to fame being a tough guy. They're full of shit. And if you weren't full of shit, you'd see there and list it when you're doing your, your podcast and you'd say, I did this. I did that. I did this. Instead, he tells you he's good at murder when he really didn't. He, he didn't do anything. He wasn't shooting he, anybody. He, 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 he was known as Sammy the Bullshit Artist, actually, growing up. That was his nickname. So, you know, nobody says that. They talk about, the, right. you know, the, the title they gave him. So, you know, I always say the same thing. I can make a title for you today. You are now the new concierge of podcasting. You're my underboss. And, you know, we could be full of shit like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's just a bullshit. And, and I, that's why I try to positive message to kids. Don't buy it by intending this bullshit. Get a you job. Know, do the right thing. Get Listen, a job. We a just had it the other day. You can go to UPS, start off driving a truck or loading trucks or whatever. And if you stay with them 10 years, watch how successful you get in stock options and everything. You don't Listen, need to bro, do this. I, I say FedEx. Oh, I use FedEx. FedEx. I use yeah. the exact same, same thing all the time when yeah. I say FedEx. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, yeah. my right, family though. member, I won't say who he is, was on the street with me in trouble uh, face murder charges, beat him, and he changes, turns his life around, and he works for a major corporation, right, from nowhere, and he makes almost a half a million a year. So it could be done. Yeah. You know, if 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 that's really, you know, the mindset is, I didn't know any better, I guess. I was raised in this life since I'm a kid. Uh, I had some chances, and, you know, we well, had a baseball happened. scholarship. Well, I, and then I had an arm injury. So I had some chances, and I and when, I, when they fell, University of Tampa, when they fell, uh, when they fell out, I use as an excuse to continue in the street. You know, I didn't, it still didn't have to go in the street. I could have did something else, right? I could have got a job somewhere else. I didn't do that. So what I try to tell kids is be true to yourself, right? Well, not just kids, men, anybody, woman, be true to yourself. Don't, don't give up on yourself like that because you're just going to struggle the rest of your life. And it's going to bring you up. Look how much heartache we had. You know, we talking about all the, the thing, but how much heartache did you sit with your hands in your, your your face crying? How many times you were depressed sitting in jail cells and you know everybody left you? You told a story earlier about your girl depressed. You know, fucking I was kissing the fucking cinder blocks. Yeah. I the, woke up kissing. That cinder message blocks. has got to come across. Yeah, I was kissing cinder blocks like deep throating and everything. Yeah. You know, in 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 the joint. Yeah, I woke up. You wake up mad. Like I thought that was someone.
I was kissing cinder block walls. That's not that's not a joke. That's real. But when I talk about the violence too, you gotta remember. So when I'm talking about the violence, <laughs> it's like I'm talking about somebody else. It was a different lifetime Matt, ago. Matt's yeah. like, what the fuck is he saying? Yeah, he You I, didn't kiss no cinder blocks? I mean You didn't yeah, kiss cinder blocks? All, out of all the talent out there. This is what you ran with this guy. You were kissing. Did you ever kiss a cinema? No. Come on. No. Come on. No. None of those dreams. <laughs> hey, Matt. Come on. Matt, everybody calls me and says either they they love him or they call me and they tell me, hey, what are you guys doing? Listen, I thought when we did our interview, when you left, yeah. I thought, worst fucking interview I've ever done. It was horrible. Yeah. It. It, I, I, I totally, when you left, I was like, holy shit. I never, never asked him about this. Never asked him about that. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, oh, this is, this is horrible. Yeah. And then that video just kept going and going and, sh and, and the, in the comment section, they either, they, it was only two comments on him. I could listen to this dude forever. He's amazing. He's the, or bro. I, I couldn't, I just couldn't watch, bro. I can't stand that guy. How could you stay in the room with this? Yeah, exactly. Like, how could you, oh, it was just one, it was one or the other, but I was thinking what you just said about this. So back to, you know, so we're going to put the wall up. Let's put the wall up. I'm always, I'm always asked like, if you could do it, not always, but you know, could you do it over again? You know, or do you regret? I always love the, yeah. do you regret anything? Do I regret anything? Do I regret getting out of fucking prison at, at you know, losing 13 years? Yeah. No, it was fun. Doing, yeah, yeah. Oh, fun. I loved it. I loved um, it. Getting out at 50 with nothing. Yeah. Everybody's given up on you. Oh, yeah. And rightfully so. You're a scumbag. Right. Like, I'm doing scumbag fucking things. Right. You know, like, when, in the first couple of years I was locked up, I, I was, hated everybody. Everybody fucking piece of shit. This guy, I gave that guy money. I did this. Right. You don't want to return my calls. Yeah. This guy, you know, everybody it was it was everybody else's fault. Right. And then eventually you get to that point where you start to realize, no, nah, if you're lucky, because I know guys that did 20 years and still hate everybody. Yeah. And, and they went out and they're bitter and they're gonna die of a heart attack. Yeah. The truth is, by the time I, after a few years, I started realizing, no, I put me here. Yeah. And people say that now, man, I can't believe you did all that time. I can't believe that they gave you that much time. No, they didn't give me that much. I gave me that much. <laughs> yeah. I put me in jail. Well, here's the problem, Matt, right? And I'm very honest, too. And people ask me questions. I understand, really do understand why I shot and stabbed and batted a lot of guys. They deserved it. I'm this is being honest. Right. They well, deserve that's, that's and if I had to give a these, list, if you if you seen a list, I can write ten names right now. Yeah, but these are other these are other criminals. These are other guys that are well. That no, are it, it's not. It, it's yeah. It, it's not that. It's they are looking for when they test the waters and they're not sure. Like there's ten guys right now. I can write a list that I, in some ways, wish I was the guy I used to be because I'd slaughtered them because I know they're full of shit. Guys, current guys right, right. now. Oh, okay, but. Here's the difference. Am I on that list? Uh, no, you're off the list. You were on the list the other day because you were snoring loud and I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so it, those 10 guys, are they really deserve to get what I used to do. And they know I'm not going to do it. So they got big mouths and they talk nonsense and they're not in the league with me when it comes to this. They all try to because of their egos and they're full of shit and right. whatever. And they talk and talk because it's the area you can type away and all that. But the difference is, and this is what I try to tell kids that are going through what I'm going through, or men that are going through what I'm going through, it ain't worth your own life to do that. Before, I didn't realize that. I was willing to give up my life for that. Now I say to myself, as much as I want to do it, I'm not hurting myself. So that's always going to be my message to everybody. And I say it all the time, you might as well look in the mirror and shoot yourself then. 
because this is very easy for me to do what I used to do. I know they're full of shit because when there was no cameras out there, they weren't doing anything. Now there was technology and cameras. They're still talking when they didn't do it back then. So this is, is at the end of the day, you got to say to yourself, what's my life worth? Now my life's worth something. Back then I didn't think it was worth anything for whatever reason. And I went through therapy and I now my high is to help other kids not do what I used to do. Say, I get what you're doing because, you know, people say, man, how'd you change? I didn't change that much. I just don't react the same. I mean, I still have that same feeling to, to go after guys that are really fucking with me or guys that are screwing me or guys like, say, Duke or Timmy. I just brought up their names earlier. Or Mike Mallon and these guys that robbed me and beat me. Every day I, I, I think about, you know, but I won't react anymore because I know that it's just not worth my life to react to these guys. And that these guys, somewhere down the line, are pieces of shit, and they'll get what they got And we got a show to do. You know, and I believe that, really. You know, At the end of the day, they're going to pay some way, I believe, with God, with karma, whatever. And, you know, and I just look at it, and I go, you know what, move forward, do the right thing, do the right thing for kids, and put them in the right direction. And and do the right thing for myself and family. Enjoy my life. Right. Yeah. So I what didn't a, know that because you went nice to a guy. So Thanks. You're so Thanks. sweet. <laughs> he actually is a sweetheart and a charmer too. Yeah. I tell you, he really. I, so let I me. Mean, hey, he's cut yeah. into my yeah. ten minutes. What? Yeah, yeah. Let, ten. It was fucking thirty oh, minutes. He's, 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 he's got thirty we minutes. What are we doing? So let me. Let, so what? so cut. So cut. Cut. Now he's running the machine. Cut. Can you I, your microphone stand up? Just I think at some point like ten minutes ago. Me. Understand, John. My, because he touched oh, it's, it. It's, oh no, yeah, we, he switch. You put it. You put it in my frame. Yeah, he, he, is that any better? I no, no it's got to go this way. It's got to go this way. Yeah, but then he's blocking right? me the whole fucking time. It's got to go this way or something. It's been all good. Yeah, you 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 yeah. can't touch the yeah. tech stuff. Yeah. You see what I put up with? The guy's crazy. I see it's across my neck. It's good. It's across your neck. This way more. No, it's not. I mean, I'm just saying that's what's bothering you. Yeah, I can't. I want to look pretty. Oh my god, bro! You are got fucking probably hundreds of hours. Yeah, hundreds of hours of you. So here's what this is a setup. I don't know if you want to go there. That's why I want to stop. So stop. I don't know if this is a good setup. Did you want to ask? Does you want to be asked? I want you to see if you want to bring up the guns with John. If you want to bring that up or no. Junior. Yeah, they gave the guns to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want him to ask that. Be, like not specifically, he don't know. So the setup is, what's one of the things that happened out there that most people don't know about between you and Junior? Does that make sense? Because what, Gotti Junior, yeah, with Junior, because that's the, the, the only they, thing that will attack you like crazy. So what? You bring up, they'll be writing on you, they're nonstop. They will drive you. I mean, they, they, well, okay. we're getting it on they, us. This is for us. Don't get me wrong. This is for oh, us. Okay. okay. Balls. Right. It's not like that. They'll just hound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 it's. I think it's good theater for his his channel. Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. So, so just, just right, ask. So, so, you're going to ask him what's one of the things that you want people to know that happened between you and John that very, very few I people. I wouldn't ask him like that. I would say it was, I, I heard there, there was at one time you were you were giving guns to, to, can you tell us about that? Okay. To hit Gotti. All right. Are you to ready? Hit Gotti? Yeah. yeah. Ready? I, okay. Sorry. You see what I'm saying? All right. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so, I don't think he should ask to hit Gotti. That's no, okay. Just, just I'll just say the guns. So one time, at one point, you, you, fuck, you made this difficult. No, no, go ahead. Uh, so at, at one point, so at one point, 
you hit or you were yep, giving guns, guns to to John Gotti. I mean, to John Gotti Jr. Gave you some gun. Gave you some guns. He didn't give me any guns, Junior. I got guns to hit him. Oh, okay. Who gave? So you? just say, listen. At one time, there was a there was a situation. You were giving guns. What were they for? Right. Okay. All right. So a lot. So at one point, you were giving guns. At what what point? What was that for? What's going on with? Uh, it had some something to do with uh, Gotti Jr. Yeah. It, what happened was uh, in the mid nineties. I want to get you in the mic. I want them to hear that because you're so far away from the fucking yeah, yeah, mic, yeah, yeah. motherfucker. He, kill, he don't kill anybody no more. I so what, so what happened was in the mid-90s, there was a lot of uh, after guys were being hit back and forth over uh, Paul Castellano in the, in the mid-80s got hit. And then later on in the 90s, when Senior goes to prison, Cotty Jr. takes over. And when he takes over, uh, the family is the acting boss. Uh, half of the family from the faction of the Castellanos aren't happy about Jr. and leadership and Gotti Sr. calling the shot from prison. And you have guys like uh, Danny Marino. Uh, you have guys like Joe Watts. I met Danny Marino, just for the record. Yeah, yeah I did. You know, white, uh, white Mercedes-Benz convertible. Jimmy Fall, uh, you know, Jimmy Brown, failure. Uh, you have these guys who are loyalists to Paul Castellano, and they don't like what happened. They don't respect Junior in the position, and Nicky Carrazzo and, and so forth from the Brooklyn guys that start uh, having discussions about killing Gotti Jr. and killing his uncle, uh, John Gotti Sr.'s brother, Pete, and the brother-in-law, Carmine, at the time. So they discuss it. Somebody comes to see me, Charles uh, Koenig, and he says to me, uh, would you hit these guys? And I said, tell me what's going on. He says, well, uh, they want him out of the way. They want to run the family. They don't want him there. Uh, they don't want Sr. running the, you know, the, the family from prison. It's over for them. I said, all right. And he says, Did you yeah. have a choice, you think, at that moment? Yeah, I had a choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a choice, but I had my own problems with with Gotti at the time. Not the father, but with the son and them, and they were talking too much, and I didn't like it. And, and you know, I went through names in the past of guys I hit around them. You know, one of them, Johnny Gabbett, the other one, Stevie Newell, that later on, I uh, he just passed away. He became a friend of mine, believe it or not, again, and he was on my show. Uh, my own cousin, Nikki, I shot him up. Uh, Joel Kane that was around him. We batted him. Then later on, we stabbed him up. He, he was around Gotti. And then we robbed a couple of bookmakers around him. Uh, we took one of his his uncle's uh, son-in-laws and we we beat him real bad on the side of Bell Park. We left him for dead. So we started attacking all their guys and they never retributed back. And so I guess they came to me to step it up to the next thing and hit these guys. They, bring, they gave me a, a machine gun. They gave me a nine millimeter. I took those guns and I put them in a tattoo shop in Ozone Park that everybody knew of. I was a friend of ours and we grew up with him on Jamaica. He was a, a childhood friend. And we put the guns in there in Kubo shop. Now he knew the guns were there, obviously they're in his safe, but he didn't know who the hit was on for. And it was supposed to be for them. And during the negotiations, we're trying to set up where we're gonna hit him. We were gonna hit him in a restaurant that we're going to. And I was gonna come in through the back kitchen and I had two shooters that were gonna come in from the front to make sure nobody could run out and I was gonna do the shooting. Uh, we have a driver. At, at this point, after we're talking about how we're gonna set up, how we're gonna do that, who's gonna come, they call off the hit and they ask for the guns back because what I was told, senior guy- That's never agreed, a good thing. Huh? Well, they agreed, to the, the, they agreed to stepping over and they had a panel of guys who would run a family and they agreed to let uh, 
certain guys like Nikki Cross will step in on that panel and collect the the money and see it as 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 really the face of the Gambino family. He's a legitimate gangster and tough guy, and he's been around for for forever. Um, when they ask for the guns back, I refuse to give them back because I know the situation I'm in now. That both sides, and then I'll be the guy in the middle. So I wouldn't give the guns back. And I told my guys, nobody gives his guns back until I was going to prison. I had several cases at the time. And so the panic that I won't give the guns back, unbeknownst to me at that time, they told me they actually got the guns from Gotti Jr. himself, not knowing that the, these, the shooting was going to be on him, that we were going to kill so, him. So, so they had no work? excuse. They I kept asking for the guns back. Junior was asking, where's my where's gun? My and I'm not giving them back. And that's why they're asking me to give them back. And I told Charles, nobody's getting those guns. I said, nobody's getting anything. So so Junior, so how? Gave, he, yeah, he gave, Junior gave them the guns to have himself whacked with. Right. And it comes all out during the trials. So when people ask me, you know, the betrayal of the mafia, and you know, the funny thing is, these guys talk about killing me a hundred times too. So, you know, our plot actually went a little further, but when people talk about friendships in this life, there is none. Now you guys it's, were technically best of friends, technically, you and Junior. I mean, we were good friends. I mean, you slept at his house. Yeah, I was slept at his house. I was in his wedding, uh, at his wedding. It was uh, only a couple hundred people at the Helmsley Palace. He was the best man at mine, his signature. Uh, I was in his sister's wedding party. So, you know, uh, so, yeah, we were close. When people say we're on, I mean, I don't know how many more videos and photos and family gatherings we need. And, so, you know, so. Go kill your best man. The, the, ah, but I'm not laughing. It's not the, funny, but that's funny. <laughs> well, in that life, there is no best friends. There is no anybody who believes anything. Just look at it. Don't take my word for it. Look at history of everybody hitting each other. Yeah. You know, everybody's hitting each other all over the place. Best friends, bosses, underbosses. This is the life. It's nothing but treachery. There is no friendship. And who can hurt you the most? It's about who yeah, can who hurt can you the most. You, and, who, you. Yeah, and who's got the most money? How do you get it? How do you take the power? How do you take the, how do you take the platform? And that's what that life's about. Anybody tells you anything different, they're so full of shit. And the people that comment that don't know, they're so naive to understand the level that we play at. Even to today, when I'm out of that life, they're still bent on coming after me because they have to retract from the truth. They somehow. Yeah. And you know, there's so much more in that life that I could sit here for a year straight and talk about this stuff and the things we're on. But the thing that happens is guys come out of the woodwork uh like Lee did that was in prison with me right. in McCain. Right. So there's a million guys that grew up with us that know the factual stuff of what went on in this life. And you know, when Gotti's lawyer, the father's lawyer, Richie Raybach was my attorney up to about two thousand. So or, or anyway, till I went to prison in the 90s, in the, you know, the middle, late 90s. So, you know, these are the ties we all have to each other because of we want to keep a thumb on each other to know what everybody's doing. So they're not cooperating or whatever else is going on. Right. Yeah. So I have a question. So like basically like there's like a, a, a hit on you, right? Like there's guys out there that want to have you murdered. Do you are you am I wrong about that right now? In general, <laughs> I mean, I mean there listen, when we lived that life, you know, I've been stabbed up, I've been shot, I've been batted, I've been hit by cars, I've been everything. You know, guys try to kill me, I don't know how many times, 10 times, 12 times. There were setups. Guys that used to be my enemies, very serious guys. I, I mentioned them a lot. On you know, we shows. circled the block a few times before we came. <laughs> we circled they, the they block. They tried to hit me. They, <laughs> missed, before we came. You know, they had, they had 
uh, different schemes to try to hit me. And we discuss it now. We laugh about it because we're out of that life. So that's just part of it. We were raised like this. Every day is part of that. You know, it's nothing special that they're trying to hit you today, as crazy as that sounds. That's like saying to somebody that goes and serves a tour in Iraq or Afghanistan, uh, do you think about it? I mean, it's part of their everyday life. They put the uniform on, it's part of it. Police officer puts his uniform on, it's part of it. That's why I'm always talking about pro-America, pro-police, pro-USA, because they're risking themselves every day. They're out there in a good way. We risk ourselves every day, whether or not, because when you're doing what I do and you hurt as many people and shoot people and kill people, you're always going to be a target, right? And that's just the way it is. But this ain't the 80s and 90s when there's uh, consequences to your actions. Before, guys would be dropped constantly. Now you don't see guys getting dropped. I mean, guys can get killed still, but it's not nowhere near as dangerous. Unless you're in Chicago right now. New York is turning back into the old, the old West again. With the, not gangsters. You're talking no, about no, the street kids. The street yeah, yeah. kids pushing people into subways, robbing them, shooting them up. I mean, it's, it's getting stupid out there yeah. again. But it's, yeah, it's a different world. It's a different street. world. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I talk about that, the street kids from my neighborhood. Yeah. The gangsters are tough kids. Yeah. And I just hope I reach some of them so they don't follow that street shit. Because it's getting right. them nowhere. If you're interested in checking out more content from John and Mike, you can go to the Elite Show on YouTube uh, with Mike Dowd. Fortunately, um, and but so yeah, uh, check it out. And I appreciate you guys watching the video. And see you.